stick to the script. to the school. Yeah, well, Araya, thank you for joining us today on Stick to the Script. Um, we're really excited me. to talk to you. I've been uh, told multiple times that we needed to have you as an invited guest. So I'm, honored, I'm, I'm glad you're joining us today. Well, no, thank you all for having me, and it's a blessing and an honor to speak with all of you, and, and uh, I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. So, why don't you start us off? Tell us what you're smoking today. I, okay, I'm smoking the Emperor's Cut Train. <laughs> mm. This is Emperor's Cut. This is owned by some brothers out of Atlanta, and a fantastic little line. Um, they're, they're, they got a you know, nice little size operation. They do great packaging, but on top of everything else, um, I love the range of flavor and I like the fact that it's aged. I like the fact that it's w always well constructed, but I just like the flavor. Once again, at the end of the day, I do you like smoking it? And I love smoking what Emperor's Cut makes. So mm -hmm. I'm smoking that right now. You said they're out of Atlanta, right? Yes. Okay. Is that in their black owned state? Yes. How, how do you how do you pick them up? Where do you purchase them from? I, you'd have to go online. I, th I think I can't remember the website off the top of my head. Uh, I'm sure they don't want me acting as a rep, but um, I think if you just look up Emperor's Cut Cigars online, you'll find it within seconds. It's, it's it'll come up pretty fast. But Emperor, yeah, Emperor's Cut. I want to say we follow them, or we follow somebody they're associated with on our on our page on our IG page. Okay. So uh, uh, yeah, because uh, I've seen I've seen it pop up before. And it's it's quality. All right. Yeah. Yeah. How did, how did you get onto that? Um, I'm always curious about how people find new sticks, but uh, how did you discuss, if you can remember? Yeah. Well, it's it, it, the main way I think, and I'm probably, I'm probably not alone here is it's probably a Facebook owned entity. Uh, you, either you found out from Instagram or you found <laughs> out from Facebook uh, uh, directly because there's so many interest groups now around cigar. I mean, I'm, I'm a member of like 40 different cigar groups on Facebook, I can't even yeah. keep track anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll see stuff pop up. Uh, what tends to happen is you'll see something new and you might message a friend and say, hey, have you heard of this? And once you get like a confirmation that somebody's had one, that's when I, I'll typically, so I'll look, I'll see something and then I'll go, okay, cool. Now, hey, have you had this? All right, but have you had, okay, okay, I'm gonna get it. And so that's how it works. Okay, cool. Okay. And what about you, gentlemen? What you smoking, Shelby? Oh, I'm smoking a actually an uh, Oliva that I found in my box, and I'm not sure if you can see my wrapper, but you got poo. <laughs> look at that there. You look got Look at poo. that there. <laughs> Hashtag exciting. I, I was actually uh, moving, moving my moving my sticks around, and 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 when I saw it, I don't know where I got it from. I can't even say where I got it from. I looked at the wrapper and I was like, "Oh, I'm definitely smoking this on Sunday." Well done, well done. I was like, "I'm I'm keeping this just for Sunday." I was like, <laughs> that, "That's always a great find when you catch one of those." I that's, mean, that's a great find. When I saw that wrapper there, I was just like, "Oh, I'm going to enjoy this." I'm that's the only thing Cello is good for, in my opinion. It's, yeah, they'll give you that indicator. That's the only that way Cello works for me. Hmm. Very true. Well, we, Araya, we had talked about it um, on an episode last season 
And so now we've gotten into the habit. If we get a stick that has like a lot of plume, like we text each other and be like, look. (laughs) (laughs) Take pictures and everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's great. I'm now with that. To me, it depends on the cigar. Because if it's a lighter cigar, I'm Mm -hmm. less excited. Oh, because, because all aging is is the breakdown of tobacco, right? So, right, a light cigar breaking down is, does nothing for you. It's like a wine that has already peaked. It's it's over. Right um, now, your heavier stuff, especially you got like a Jaime Garcia or LFD. Yes, Lord, yes. You see plume, get on it and get on it quick. You know, right. those, heavy, those heavier cigars really benefit from that time. They do, and we generally, I well, I feel like we all kind of go for full body, right? Well, well the market's yeah, the market did that really to you. Mean. The market, you go, the market did that to you. So. Yeah. You, you guys do. I, I, I smoke I smoke the light ones. Yeah. That's I don't like the light ones. I smoke, I like, every, I, I smoke everything, but the, I probably eighty percent of seventy percent of what I smoke is uh is on is definitely on the much lighter side of the, the spectrum. You, you have uh, to you go back today? to the lighter side. Uh, I'm actually smoking uh M Bombay Classic. And whoa. I typically I typically smoke in the church here. Right, Costa I got Rican, Costa Rican tobacco. Costa Rica, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're doing a great job. This is the Perfecto, which the bottom is burnt now, so you can't tell. It's the same, same width as the the kinetic um, of the Churchill. But like the Churchill, I keep I keep bundles of these. Matter of fact, the reason why I'm smoking the Perfecto is um, I'm down to like five of the Churchills, and so I went to my spot. I go get them. Um, you know, you bought the last two bundles last time. I was like, oh, okay, well, when y'all getting more, but um. But yeah, I love I love M Bombay. I love what they're doing. The Gaha line is is phenomenal. Like everything they do is is is, is they have great. Great smokes. They have great, great. A little pricey, but great smokes. Um, this is this uh, this is nine dollars. Okay. Which one is that one? Wait, what? Classic. Which one? And the Churchill Classic is ten dollars. Where I get it? From. Okay, because uh, okay, because when I used to get them, I was paying. He like, gets the owner's 14. discount. 13 14 dollars for the sticks, and I was like, okay, that's fine. But, mm. but, the, I, yeah. but you're right. Listen. Every smoker, every cigar smoker should edge their way back to light cigars. Not because light cigars are better, but because now you'll taste everything. Mm-hmm. If you stick with just, you know, T-52s every day, well, then, you know, no wonder you can't taste anything unless it's like a tire on fire. Because you just, your palate's blown. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to. You're gonna miss out on some really great stuff mm-hmm. because Absolutely. your power's gone too far. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, and before we, before April, I was gonna ask you what you're smoking, but um, Araya, I, I know started you started it, but I got me a um between the lines, a oh. short and powerful. <laughs> nice, mm-hmm. and that's great. That's a great star. Short but yet powerful stick, and it's in cellophane. Yes, Ryan, Ryan, I know you have some uh, opinions of cellophane. Could yeah, you, I, well, you I do, expound I, I on do, that for us? I don't like cello. I don't think it's necessary. I get why people use it. It certainly makes, by the way, you know, barcoding cigars easy, and it makes it great for shops. So I understand mm-hmm. the practicality of cello. I'm not knocking it from that perspective. I just think it's unnecessary in many cases. Once again, I've op- I've opened many of, of packages of, of Davidoff and 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 LFD and what, and never seen cello. You know, and they, cigars are just fine, right? So you don't need it. I understand why people use it. And from a bar cutting perspective, if I was a retailer, I'd love it because it makes my life so much easier. Uh, but I'm just not a fan of it. I, I don't know how many cigars 
Uh-oh. He froze. He froze. I think it's an unnecessary step, but that's, oh, that's my opinion. Okay. He froze. So we missed we missed a few uh, moments for you. You oh, said that you, oh. know, you kind hold of froze on, up for on. a second. Okay. Now, I, that shouldn't happen because I brought my own hotspot with me. Just I know. That's right. <laughs> he ain't, he ain't got to get ready, people. He, he stayed right. ready. Right. He like, stayed ready. Is, this is, <laughs> yes, it's, you know, it's, it's what I do. But I, so I apologize. I was saying I, I understand the practicality and I understand for retailers. It makes a lot of sense and you can barcode cigars easier and people think that they protect cigars. That's fine. I get it. I think it's not necessary. The cigar industry was, was in existence long before they were wrapping them in cello. Mm. So hell, they were in bundles and they were just fine. So you know, and I'm, I'm not a big fan of it, but I understand. The bundles and I think lately they've only been doing it because of Corona. Yeah. Because there's there's companies that weren't cellophane in their cigars, and they've been doing it lately just because of Corona. That's a safety marketing thing. That's not safe. Mm-hmm. If you buy two bundles of these, which they do come, they come in cellophane. I hate just taking it off as I'm before I put it put it up. Like I I'm in it all day. One. I have damaged cigars that way too. Like if, you, if yeah. you're not careful. Mm. Especially if you're dealing with like a Cameroon leaf, which is delicate to begin with. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that's annoying. Mm-hmm. 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 So, Araya, which, what was your very first cigar that you smoked? And how long ago was this? Uh, that's a good question. Take your guess. time. Take your time. I'm going to guess. So, I started smoking cigars because my film professor, Dr. Elliot Stout, rest in peace, um, when I was at Denison University, he would smoke a cigar before every class. Our classes for the film school were downhill from the rest of the campus. And it was a little, little cottage we were in. And had a sw- one in port swing, and he would sit on that before every class. He only taught like two classes a day. It's the best job in the world for him. He would smoke a cigar before every class, and I finally was like, what, "What's this all about?" You know, I was like, "This is interesting." And and uh, you know, he gave. I think it was a Teamo. Mm. I really do. I think it was a Teamo, and and that really started. And he, and you go through. I I skipped the flavored cigar journey. Oh, okay. And mostly because, <laughs> mostly because in 99, Drew Estate wasn't the size that it is now, right? It wasn't the behemoth then. Okay, I'm not even sure when they, I'm sure they were there in 99, but I don't know that they were at the, the, that level yet. Um, okay. But I started with, you know, the, the typical, you know, the, the, the non-Cuban Cohibas, the Red Dot Cohibas, the, I never had Macanudos, I skipped that, but I went through, you know, the, the Monte Cristo non-Cubans and all the, all the stuff that you see for mass market. I went through that early. Um, that the, the, I, I would say the, the, the first sort of, you know, cigar smoker cigar, the, you know, when you, you start getting away from the, the, the large brands, I think the, the first, I want to say the, the Rocky Patel edge before Rocky. Ah, Luke, okay. Hmm. Rocky. He, he gave everybody the model, which is put your behind in every shop, everywhere, and meet everybody and shake every hand. And make, he made his mm-hmm, brand mm-hmm. massive. But mm-hmm. back in 04, uh, when I was living in Richmond, the Edge was just coming out, and it was the first affordable cigar. It was like six bucks. That was actually really good. Yeah. And that was sort of the entry into that. Then I started doing the, you know, the Pete Johnson, Tatawahe, and so on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, as soon as you get closer to 06, 07, now you got your... You know, you got your Matt Booths and your your um, uh, Dion Giolitos with Illusione. 
by the way, here's your light cigar, uh, April, that you should, if you haven't had, to get you back on track with the full range. Listen. Get the Illusione Epernay. Epernay. Okay. You do not, you know, the Epernay is not sold in the DMV area. I haven't been to all the places in the DMV area, but the places that I do go in D.C., I've, uh, I'm, I'm always begging them to carry the Epernay. The Epernay took New York by storm when I was there. Yep. Like, really? And I got yeah. down here and it's like, you know, they, you, you'll get the, it will, does it, I'll, we'll get on Candela's in a second, but it, it's hard to find oh, the triple A Candela's, the H1s. There we go. But they, Whoa. but even, but you'll find like, um, you'll find the double eights, the standard double eight robusto. Yeah. You will not I find see those everywhere. I'm trying to tell everybody like. So all Virginia tobacco carries it pretty frequently. Really? The, yeah. The chain here in Virginia, all Virginia tobacco. Oh, Virginia. Okay. They, they, you can go to most of their shops and they have a new one in Old Town. They have one near me in Kingstown. There's a couple, there's all over this Northern Virginia area, there's Old Virginia Tobacco, even as far mm. south, I think. They might have closed the Richmond location, but, but they carry Epernay, but you can order it. I mean, that's not a rare cigar. You can just yeah. get that one online if you have to. I mean, but that is, of the light cigars that are not as expensive as a Davidoff, Mm-hmm. That would be where I would start. Oh, that's, that's, okay. that's interesting. That's interesting. You call that one light. Okay. The upper name, oh, you don't think it's light? It's a amount of flavor. It's not, it's not a it's not a full stick at all. Um, but it has so much it has so much distinct flavor as you smoke it. I don't want to dump it. That into doesn't the, make it that notes. doesn't keep it from being light though. Yeah, but it yeah, like, it, we have that we have that stereotype in our head of okay, light. It's gotta taste like paper. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's okay. Great example, Ashton Cabinet. Mm-hmm. Ashton Cabinet. There is a, that's another baseline light-bodied cigar that still delivers on the flavor. Ashton Cabinet. Yeah, yeah you can find those anywhere. Everywhere. Huh. Yeah. That, that is, uh, I've seen it too, and I've just never smoked it. Huh. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the effort. So for me, it's a safety. When I, when I travel, the 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 cabinet is always on my list. Be, hold on, can you see? It? Am I am I okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're good. Okay, just make sure. Um, when I travel, I have a list of sort of I know if I go to a shop that's random, they'll carry it. You know, so like an Ashton cabinet, they're gonna have right. Padron sixty four, they're gonna have right. Yeah, yeah. like you, yeah. those are some safeties. Yeah, in case you're someone that you know you can that you right. know you're gonna be okay with regardless. Yeah, you, you hmm. you're not gonna be. It's like if I'm looking for if I'm looking for whiskey and the bar only has uh, 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 Maker's Mark, that's okay because I like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's one of those safeties. I can Is it? Is it? <laughs> I love Maker's. Oh, I love Maker's. I love Maker's. Now, if you're saying 46, then no, no, no. I'm gonna go once with again, you. once again, in my house, I have private selects. Okay, but, but I'm talking about when you're somewhere strange and you're going for a safety. I'm going for that over most other stuff. Now, if they have better, I'm, I'll pick better. Oh. About, like, He's like, what is it? <laughs> Maker, I like Maker's. Maker's is classic, man. Classic. I like Maker's. Here's the thing. Maker's just, it, it. I need something to tone it down because of how sweet it is. Mm. And, and, and that's the reason why I, I don't mind having a Maker's, but it just seems like it's already going to be mixed Whoa. in something else. Well, you're a high. Well, you're a high rye guy, probably. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I love rye. You're a high rye. The, the, the high west. I, I, I can. Well, now I like high west though. 
See now, once again, if High West is up there, I'm drinking everything. Oh, of got. course, definitely. But, yeah, but that's, that's not—you know—that's not gonna happen everywhere. Th that is true. Not not everywhere. But when you see it, it's, it's a celebration. No, absolutely not. That, that, <laughs> that rendezvous is my—that's my. Is that your favorite, favorite Shelby? I didn't know that. Well, actually, out of the rise, I would say, I, I would say yes. It 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 actually is because the only other thing I would I would do that might be close is. Maybe a redemption, or uh, a redemption now. Nope. Yeah. Angels, angels, well, no angels, 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 right? Well, yeah, but yeah, well, hey, you can find it, and you want to pay for. I mean, like, I'm sorry, That's I, I do law of you know diminishing returns here. Like, how much am I paying? How hard was it to get? Because I'll just drink the Basil Hayden's dark rye. I'm sorry, I, I love Basil Hayden dark rye yeah, all day long. I don't. I'm not a fan. I know. Really? Why, I know why you're not. not you know why fan. you're not. You know why you're not. Too sweet. Is very that may sweet. be why. That yeah. may be why. Because I was I can, I can tell you. Writer, I was just like, oh well. I just I just picked not. some up yesterday. I saw it around the corner of my house have. and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. What are you sipping on now, Araya? How did you know I was sipping on something? I saw oh, your glass. You see the glass. I see you everything. See the glass. What you think <laughs> I got these glasses on for? Right. <laughs> <laughs> since since what, what is it? I'm, what, what, what's that slogan you see on shirts? I'm, I'm supporting everybody black or I'm rooting for everybody black. I forget what it is. Uncle? Yeah, oh, I knew absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although, yeah. once again, this is Brown Foreman, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still rep it like Good. we control Good it completely. Man. Good man. Right, 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 right. Have you had, uh, quick question, have you had the uh, whiskey right? Mm -mm, I haven't. So that came up in a conversation I was smoking three days ago with a friend of mine and and we were trying to figure out whiskey right and then i knew i had it i was like who gave me this bottle and it was you shelby you brought that brought it over but it, mm -hmm. that's smoked that's a smoke oh they, well if it's smoked i want to try it then they, they yeah they smoke they infuse smoke or they have a process mm -hmm. i'll look up the history of it also the, when, the when best I, american whiskey that's, that's why in terms it's not it's not bourbon it's not bourbon it's not rye the best stuff is made by all the guys who are doing finished and and more scotch style stuff now because they have more freedom the right bourbon is, bourbon's very limited rye is very limited what you can do and even angels yeah. envy is not bourbon people think it, it's not bourbon the the, the the minute you start reading stuff like you know straight bourbon whiskey aged in you know port wine barrels that's a recipe they had to apply for that that is not marketing huh. so so they're not allowed to be called bourbon that's why they have a long name for that recipe all those people have to apply it. So all the creative stuff is actually happening outside because you, you there's just so many limitations and they're so well established with the big names. All the creative guys like Westland and, and Wyoming, and all, they're doing crazy stuff because they can't because they don't have to worry about being called bourbon. Mm. If you get your hands on some Westland, my God, everything they make some is Westland. scary. Really? Love it. Love it. To look, look, look that up. I'm oh, sorry, we made it a, a whiskey thing. My fault. So, well, like like we yeah. said earlier, we 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 jump around. It's just, I, I don't know, want to mess we, up your, the agenda. I've, I didn't I didn't get any, I didn't get an agenda, folks. But I'm, I, I assume there's no. We talk about um, spirits okay. as well and like pairings. What is your normal pairing? Um, normally it is uh, some type of whiskey, and it's seasonal. Um, but okay. Uh, during now during the if it's hot outside 
I'm actually going with a stout. I know that sounds strange. No, but oh, I love stouts. But a, a cooler stout is easier on the tongue. And it's already hot outside. I don't really want whiskey. Um, but if it's not really hot out, I'll probably have a, a you know some type of bourbon. Once the weather starts to get cold, like now, I will begin to transition from stuff like this, and you'll start seeing me with a lot of smoky peaty scotches. Mm. Okay. So it's about to get you know, it's about to be our bag season. Lafroy. We let our bag. I'm not a Lafroy Galagavolan guy. I'm not. It's our bag really? and and Brooklady, um, Talisker. The one of the best whiskeys I've had all year. It should, you should go get it if you can because it's so unique and and refreshing. Uh, the uh, the I think the Talisker Little Bay. The separate release they have, it's not age statement. It's excellent. It's, it's, it's unique. It's refreshing. It's crisp. Um, really great to go with a cigar. And of course, like I said, in our earlier conversation, we had Connemara, which is a peated Irish whiskey, which is for the money. My God, you spend under 50 bucks. It's a great whiskey to have. But that's me because I like peated stuff. What about Ocnamore? And what do you think about your Japanese whiskeys? Well, Japanese and Irish to me are closely related. Are you guys hearing a lot of noise in the background? Okay, just want to make sure. Um, the Japanese, because the Japanese and the Irish do mix in a lot of column still and a lot of their products, it's going to be smoother. And I like the Japanese stuff. It's fine. It's certainly, I've noticed from my friends, I'm not going to say for the African-American palate because I'm not saying that we all do the same thing, but I have noticed <laughs> that the smoother whiskeys out of Japan, once they're introduced to a group of my brother, they seem to like them rather quickly. Because uh, it's smoother. There's not there's not a lot of fight in these Japanese. It is. It's not that bite on the back end. I mean, the hibiki I love. It's great. You know, for Yamazaki. When you can get your hands on it. I mean, now yeah, yeah. in the butt. So, but that's great to go. I love it. Um, uh, I forget the other one you asked me about besides Japanese, but Octomore. So that's my Christmas gift for my wife. Mm-hmm. I'm getting Octomore. I've, I've I've tried it. And that's the most peated whiskey in the world. So I was on it. Yeah. That comes from Brooklady. Once again, I told you anything Brooklady. If you want a masterclass and what to do with Isla whiskey, that distillery is to me where it's at. Mm-hmm. Buy three bottles that they make or four bottles they make, and nothing's going to taste the same. Mm-hmm. I and actually attended a tasting from them. It's it's just mm-hmm. epic. So. And once again, I think great with, with stronger cigars. That, that's a stronger cigar time for me. I'm, I'm going to bring a powerhouse to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell us about arson. Okay, well, uh, <clears throat> arson and, cigar. And, and uh, as much history as you can about the brand, too. I will do. Um, so arson cigars is a, is a small boutique cigar brand based in Alexandria, Virginia, and we specialize in small batch releases. Much like you have bourbon barrel releases from smaller distilleries, Mm -hmm. we put blends together to release one at a time. We do not do like some situation where we have 10 lines going at once. We do one line at a time. And that's for several reasons. And that's, that's one, for us as a small company, it's cost effective. Two, it helps us focus on the quality of one product and deliver it to our consumers as quickly and effectively as possible. 
um, instead of trying to do too much too soon. Um, but we do, we do one release at a time. We've done so far three releases, the original Arson, the Molotov Cocktail, and we just finished one for the Paternity Brothers of, of Alpha Phi Alpha. Uh, okay. Our next release, the Code Red, is coming out in about two and a half weeks. Um, this started because uh, two guys, Todd Zabaglo and Frank Meyer, uh, wanted to have a cigar line that sold accessories like cutters and, and, and punches and things like that. They formed a, a company, they hired a, a consultant, and they began work. It did not go the way they wanted. Uh, I was friends with both of them. They asked me if I would consult for them and see what I could do to help with some marketing. I stepped in, I recognized there were a few problems from the entire process, from dealing with the factory all the way to how we're going to present ourselves to the market. I told them what I thought, some changes were made with the team, and they put me in charge of the entire operation. So nothing happens with arson unless I say so, and that was with their blessing. Okay. Uh, they then offered me a, uh, a position in the company uh, share-wise once they saw how quickly I was able to get uh, everything from leaf to final product to delivery to marketing all that together in an ordered fashion. They said, okay, look, you're, you're in, let's make this happen. So they, they, they put me in charge of it um, and they sort of stepped back and said, look, you know, let us know what checks you need written and, and make it happen. So that's what I did. And uh, we, we partnered in a relationship as far as vendor and, and, and customer with Christian and Louis Cortez from Cortez Cigars. They're based in New Jersey and in Silver Spring, Maryland. And they're really talented guys. Um, they really do know how to make great smokes. Um, they have a factory in the DR. They get leaf from everywhere, but the factory's in the DR. And uh, they had all these crazy ideas and I really liked them. And I said, well, let's plan it out. Let's look at a year. Mm -hmm. and say, We're not going to sell anything right now. Let's put some stuff together. And I want to age it because I don't like young cigars. Uh, to me, that mm -hmm. is problems in the market is they just ship as much stuff out as fast as they can. And I want to uh, provide an experience uh, for the smoker that they will attach something positive to our name. And if I had to say anything to you guys about the cigar industry, my perspective is this. Anybody can give you a cigar. And it's not like my cigar or Emperor's Cut or LFD. Taste is subjective. Mm -hmm. Not like you can definitively say one cigar is better than the other. I'm not in the cigar business. Mm -hmm. I'm in the experience business. I'm trying to provide you with the best experience. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, you know, is Starbucks in the coffee business? Not really. They're in the experience business. We can debate how good or bad their coffee is. I'm not here for that discussion. Well, I won't debate with you that they know how to create an experience when you walk in. You feel a certain way that makes you create a ritual of having to get something from them. They have attached an emotion to the name. So for me, my goal was I want to attach an emotion to the name. I want you to enjoy the experience. So how do I do that? Well, I have to build a personal connection with the consumer, involve them in, in the beginnings of the process. Here's how, what we're doing. Here's how we're doing it. Reach out to different smokers. I know I'd love you to try this. Give me your opinion. What do you think about this? 
and let people become invested in you and your brand, that creates the experience for them. If I tell you a okay cigar is good, I've already changed your mind about the cigar because now it won't be bad. It may be just okay, but now it's going to be a little bit better than that because I'm already preset an expectation in your mind. That's the marketing piece. Mm-hmm. You still have to have a great cigar, but I've already built a connection with you. So now you're ready to receive. You're personally invested in what I'm doing. That's the experience piece. Make sure that the construction is perfect. Make sure, make sure that the cigar itself looks beautiful. Make sure the packaging is interesting. All this is important, but the cigar's got to be great. And once it is, did I provide you with a great experience? Right. Did I make you feel a certain way? Right. When I presented that mentality to Todd and Frank, they're like, we get it. Because if you do that, you can then say, okay, we're going to bring some other stuff to market because the arson as a brand now has a good name for quality. Maybe not. Maybe we don't have volume, but we have quality. And that's okay. Maybe we are a mom and pop shop on the corner. It's just that we're on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. We're never going to be able to supply 100,000 cigars a year. It's just not how we're built. But, you know, for a thousand people every two months and maybe soon 2000 people will be able to provide a great experience. And that's okay. That's what we wanted to do. But you guys are doing about a thousand cigars. We we do. We do a little bit more than a thousand cigars every release. That is not a lot. That is that's no, it's not. That's an accounting error. (laughs) For for a lot of companies. Okay. Yeah. We make no bones about. Yeah. Okay. Now we are growing next year. The numbers will get a little bit bigger because the demand is increased, but that was the point. Mm-hmm. Why would I come out with 10 different blends and 30,000 sticks? And now I can't move them. Now they're in a warehouse for three years. I can't move them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so uh, the, the future, Go ahead, yeah, the future of, uh, of the brand, you know, you, you said, you know, you guys aren't pumping out like tens of thousands of cigars yet, like the big, big guys, but is that the end game, you know? whenever it happens five, 10 years from now. And it seems like the strategy is build a good product, drive the demand and let the demand drive the growth. Yeah, tell, tell us where to go. I mean, I, I think if you get to a certain size, the numbers will start to dictate the way you operate because at a certain point, they really do become widgets, okay? Mm-hmm. You start making mass produced cigars, you have to treat them like widgets because you have a larger overhead. So the question is, what do you want to do? We want to create a great brand that can move different types of products. Fine, then do that. Don't try to become the largest cigar maker you know, on planet Earth. So next year, will we be doing a release later on that could be closer to 5,000 sticks? Yeah, it's certainly possible. But I think that's, we're, we're always gonna be between that one, two, three range for a while until we really build up a situation where every time we release uh, within a month or two, we're done. Now, as stores start to approach us and they have already, then you can maybe think about doing closer to 10 grand because at that point you do 10,000 cigars. Now the cost goes down per cigar so that when you get keystoned by the shops, it's still accessible to your market. That's the problem I have now. Well, and I'll be completely transparent. It costs me, when I add up all my costs, every cigar that I sell probably costs me $5.50. I'm go- Thanks for sharing that. Right. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. 
What does that mean? That means I can't be in retail right now. Right. Because that means I'm selling it to retail nine or 10 bucks at least. And that's they're they're going to double that. They're going to yeah. double that. Right. So and my, my cigar is good. I don't know if it's $20 good, but I don't want to find out. Like, like it's, it's, it's I'd, I'd rather try to find a way to get to that sweet spot where I can get it to about three bucks all in. Because at that point, a $13 cigar, people will at least consider, you know, because that's what it would be. If I'm getting it three, then I'm selling it at six. And now here it is at 13. Right. Right. So uh, that, that's the bigger. Now, the Internet has changed things. I mean, look at Ezra Zion. Are they in stores? No. And they're a huge brand now. Mm. But their model is not that different from mine. Their model, they probably perfected it which is they come out with all these little special blends and name all kinds of crazy names and people fight over them on all the secondary markets and everything else. They've created their own demand, but by being that line that has crazy stuff. And now the, now the larger companies are starting to emulate it, right? Now everybody wants to come out with a graham cracker cookie, you know, smoke bomb, flash bomb, super firecracker. They all do it now because they realize that the guys on, on cats and all the other groups want these things. Yeah. You mentioned a, a phrase that has only been brought up one other time on our podcast. Shouts out to Brahanu at TG Cigars. But he mentioned. <laughs> That's my guy. <laughs> you know, but uh, he mentioned Keystone um, and he didn't go into detail explaining. But could you could you explain what uh, what happens well, it, it, from a retail it, it, perspective and what Keystone means? OK, so and, and I'm going to give you a limited description, one, because I'm not an expert, but I will tell you essentially what happens. If you're a retailer, you've got to carry a certain amount of product, right? You've got people that come in. Your humidor has to look a certain way. Otherwise, people think you have nothing. Mm-hmm. Also, when you're dealing with manufacturers and there's a, there's a box of cigars you want to sell, they typically make you carry a bunch of other boxes that they make, so called facings. Mm-hmm. So if you deal with Davidoff, you deal with LFD, you deal with um, Padron, uh, whoever, Padron, you've got to carry some facings. Well, now your inventory is massive. It's nothing to have half a million dollars worth of merchandise in your humidor. And you know you're not selling. That rotation for everything is not happening in 30 days. So you've got a lot of money on the books. So you, and you may never sell it all. So you've got to have a high margin to make up for the fact that you're going to be sitting on product for a long time. So that, that Keystone is where they basically double the price of whatever they paid for it. So instead of like a lot of businesses, when they sell goods or services, the traditional markup was like 20 to 30% on something. Right. Uh, that's not what happens with cigars. Typically, if a retailer is, is getting something at $3 or $4, that means it's, it's 8 bucks minimum. The Keystone is basically, they essentially key in at double the price of whatever they got it at. Mm-hmm. That, now, there are exceptions to this rule. And, and also companies like Padron tend to be very careful about who they give their cigars to because they don't want people raising the price too much or so on. So they're pretty protective of that. There are companies that sort of watch what you do, but they're big enough to enforce it, right? They're big enough and famous enough that they can pull you out if they don't like what you're doing. But on the whole, um, the, the whole process is basically you're, you're doubling the price. So if I'm getting it at $2 from a, from a factory and I'm selling it at $4 as, as sort of the middleman, 
even if I'm just a, a broker or if I'm a brand and I'm selling it on to a retailer, the price doubles again. And, and be, well, in, in that interview, I think be, be mentioned some of the factors of why, of why it doubles, right? Um, taxation, which varies from state to state. Um, well, it's, it's your margin. Once again, it comes down to your, what's your profit margin? Oh, Once again, okay. the, the whole point is like Virginia now has a 20% tax on tobacco. Yeah. Hello. All right. All right. Once again, so if you had a 20% margin on cigars, you're done. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much eating up everything else. Yeah. So that, that's really the bigger issue is, is you have to, and also you're not moving all your, let's say McDonald's, right, where you know you're moving everything. You're not moving everything. There's, as you know, if you've got something with plume on it, it's been there a while. Yeah. Right. So your margin, been, so your margin for for your brick and mortar, such as like your your TG and uh, um, um, I I don't know why it's giving me a blank. Where your where your location is where you are now? Cigar and Palace. Cigar Palace. Thank you. And I eat breakfast around there on on a regular basis, but uh, uh, their margin is higher than than your corporate locations, such as your your. Your Casa de Monte Crisco's and and your places of that nature. Well, they're all high. I mean, yeah. now if, if if you're a brand that owns your own shop, you're essentially cutting out the retailer because you are the retailer. That's what we do by being online, right? We cut that out, so I don't have to double it again. I'm going direct to you, so I can keep I can, I can make sure I have a margin, right? Um, but for a regular shop, you go to whether they have a lounge or not, but especially if they have a lounge. Think about the cost of all. They have rent or or a payment on the property. They have staff, they have utilities, they have insurance, licensing, taxes. So they have all these extra costs and they have to buy the cigars and they have to maintain them, right? Now there are advantages. Obviously if you maintain cigars, they last a long time. So it's not like you have quickly perishing goods on your hands. You don't have that problem. You can right. keep cigars so you can get your money back, but it takes a long time, you know, so you want to be able to make your money back to pay for all your expenses, make a profit without having to rotate your entire uh, uh, stock every 30 to 60 days, which is impossible. Hell, it's hard to get shipments as a retail. A lot of times, even if you sell out of something, it may be six months before they even bring something back to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your regulars like, hey, I only buy this. Where's my this? Right. Yeah, so you, that's why Keystone is really there. It's not to gouge anybody. It's there's no profit margin without it. So prior to you coming into your company, your two partners they want to cultivate a brand of cigars, or they just wanted to bring about a a. They were actually they they were cigars. actually wanting to create cigars almost as a lost leader. They wanted to do it and make it great. So that they could do other, they were they're interested in accessories for cigars. Okay. They're, they had they've got two patents. One on, I guess I do now because I'm part of the company. But uh, no, I didn't bring that cutter. They've got they've got a, a, a very unique um, sort of brass knuckles cutter, and mm -hmm. they've got a a retractable spike and punch that they've designed. Oh, cool! Out of Germany. So. Oh. Uh, that's coming next year. All that's actually being made now. But you can't come into the market with that. One, there's too much competition. And two, most people just buy the cheapest thing they can find in the shop 
and make do because how many of us have bought expensive lighters and regretted it? How many of us have bought cutters and lost them? You know, so you then have to go ultra premium, right? With your product as an, as an accessory and, and start smaller. But how do you create that interest? Attach people to the brand. How do you do that? Well, if I want you to attach the brand, I have to give you something you're going to love, something you're going to enjoy, something you have a connection to. So now we have to put the effort and care into the cigars and involve people in the process. And so that's what uh, they were, they had already decided to do it. They had gone about it, I think the wrong way. And, and when they brought me in, they were like, okay, you do this <laughs> for 20 years. You've worked in retail for a while. You know, you understand what people in the, in, in, in the world of cigar smoking really like, and they are both cigar smokers, mind you. But I think most cigar smokers are sort of passive, right? They get their, they get their stick they like, and that's sort of the end of it. I'm a nerd, so I'm way too into it. And so I'll start examining what works, what doesn't, why it works, so on and so forth. You know. Uh, You've heard that word before. Well, yeah, well. Cigar I mean, nerds, that is. I mean, the, the, the example I give people about what's, what I think is wrong with cigars is that, the, the Don Pepin series JJ. It comes out, I smoke it, I can't stand it. I just think it's young, it's too tangy, too zingy. It just, it, but I ran into some that had been sitting in Signature where I used to go a lot uh, uh, for like three years. And it was like mm -hmm. the greatest cigar I ever had in my life. Mm. And, and once again, I think a lot of stuff being shipped out right now is young because people just put stuff out to get revenue. Uh -huh. And there's only a few retailers that don't do that. I think it's just a lot of that going out. And because mm -hmm. everybody's palate is now, once again, we've moved. In, in the time that I've smoked, I've watched the wing gauges get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, and so <laughs> it's you know, Toro, Toro is a standard size when it never was when I started. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a 60 ring gauge is normal. Value smokers love them because they can pay $8 for a Toro that, that's big as hell and they can smoke for three hours. So they get a lot of cigar for their money. I understand the mentality. And so the market has moved that way. And it helped them out because now they can just stick some really offensive wrapper leaf outside of it and stuff the cigar with Seiko leaf, which is a great accelerant, but not really deliver a whole lot of flavor. Mm. And that's, that's the problem with big ring. Remember, big, big ring gauges don't burn well. Mm they have to stick a better accelerant in them to get them to burn well. That's the Seiko leaf. So you lose it out on flavor, but you don't know it because they, then they find some, you know, jalapa on steroids to wrap it in. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, that's the bigger issue there. And, and, and so I, I studied that and I'm like, okay, I want to run away from that trend. I want to deliver people an experience that's different. I want to retrain the palate. Now that's ego right there. It's not like I can't do that, but I'm going to try. Okay. And how have you done that? You, uh, I think to date, um, I'm, I'm just going to call them batches to use your words. Yeah, you, you should, you should. Small you should. batch. So, uh, with the, with the batches, how many batches have you guys released to date? Um, and, and the bl what's in that blend? What have you done to, uh, so there's three, there's three things? batches right. to date. Uh, the first classic arson, which we did, uh, which had the you know our official logo on it, everything was a Havana 2000. Um, it was, it, it, I, I want to call it a Torbusto, if you will. It was a little bit larger than a Robusto, mm. um, it's just a little bit longer. 
Mm. But but you know, fifty two ring gauge, but a little bit longer than a normal robusto. Um, and it was a Vanna two thousand with a lot of Dominican filler, a little bit of Nicaraguan, but just a really nice meat body blend. Nothing special about it. Not complex. Just sort of a baseline. Here we are kind of thing. You know, very vanilla as far as, you know, I'm not going to take you to some great experience. It was just very chill. I just wanted a baseline cigar. The second cigar we went crazy with, that was a Molotov cocktail. We aged it for a year that had the, the Brazilian Air Paraca wrapper on it, which a lot of people don't like, but I thought it was cool. Um, when that thing aged, it just came out so, it was, it was a, I call it a Molotov because it was like you threw it and then it blew up. Like you puffed on it. It was like, oh, this is smooth. And then that nicotine would hit you in the face. Mm. And the retro hell was hard. But the initial draw on it isn't. Mm. And we didn't realize that that would be as popular as it was. People loved it. Um, we're coming back out with it. That batch will be re-released. We're aging it now. Uh, but that For, for batch, how long? How, how long are you aging that? Nine months minimum. Nine months, okay. Nine months. That, that's my minimum. I don't, if it isn't nine months old, we're not doing it. Now, that's arbitrary. I'm not saying that's a magical number. It's just for me. Okay. So I'm not so telling you, you, like, that's the rule. No, it's just my rule for me. So you said the Brazilian rapper. Like, explain that to, to our listeners. Uh, well, there's, I mean, look, out of, there's tobacco leaf from everywhere, right? Um, exactly. And there's a, any number of different strains. And there's several different types of leaf. Matafin is probably the most popular Brazilian leaf out there. It's using a lot of cigars. Um, and the le- leaf's like Araparaca, the one we were using, is not as popular a little bit stronger, a little bit less refined. But the issue is, it's not just the leaf. You can have um, Esteli, Jalapa, you can have Cameroon, you can have, and it's all, look, you can grow it anywhere. It's all the seed, you can grow it. You have Cameroon leaf grown in Dominican Republic. It, it's not about necessarily even importing it from somewhere. It's typically all grown wherever you're buying it from. Uh, but they've, they've got seed from everywhere and they're growing it. The issue is, you know, what was the environment it was grown in? When did you prime it? You know, when did you actually harvest it? How did you cure it for how long? You know, uh, how did you blend it? And then how long did those, that blend sit and let, allow those flavors to marry? There's so many. For people that don't understand cigar manufacture and blending, if they know anything about wine, it's almost perfectly analogous. Because you can grow whatever grape you want anywhere, right? There's Pinot grapes in France, there's Pinot grapes in Cali. Now there's labeling differences, obviously, because there's, you know, it's regional old world, it's varietal new world, but the process of planting the soil, the environment, when you harvest, how ripe they are, you know, uh, who's going to blend it, right? What kind of barrels were they in? Did you blend it with another grape? Is it you know, whatever, whatever you did, all that affects the final product. And like wine, cigars can age and it does affect the flavor over time. And like wine, cigars can actually peak. That's why I always get really freaked out when people say, well, yeah, I got, you know, I got this box of Cubans from 1960, whatever. I'm like, well, good luck with that. Because <laughs> you're smoking paper. Exactly. (laughs) The leaf is broken. Father Time's undefeated. You can't can't preserve it. It's not going to taste the same. Now, you may get something out of it, but it's not going to be what it was 20, 30 years ago because it's it's aged too long. So just like wine, it peaks. 
you know, uh, but it, my idea in this brand was whatever blend we're coming out with in this, this last one uh, that we're doing for the year, the Code Red, which has the Habano 2000 wrapper again, um, in a Corona, because once again, size also influences flavor, right? This is why, you know, the, your Coronas and your Lanceros will deliver a, a vastly different experience with the same blend mm -hmm. than a Toro will. Right. And that's, that's back to this Lancero thing. Well, you, you're talking thing. about you're talking about ratio, right? So, what's the ratio of wrapper that you're smoking to the leaf inside? Mm -hmm. The wrapper is always going to be the most dominant leaf in the blend, but how dominant is it? And then, what adjustments did you have to make to keep it dominant when it's so big, right? Well, you don't have to worry about that with your smaller ring gauge. It's going to take over anyway. Mm -hmm. so you can be more subtle. You can be more. You can be more complex with what you're doing in your blend because you don't have to worry about overpowering everything because that 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 band that uh rapper is going to take over anyway mm. so the the cold red is i think the last batch that you guys are working on the third and last can you Correct. uh let our listeners know when they can expect it and what experience they are you having um, with it as you've been testing it out well i gotta test it out like two months ago so now you're trying to make me remember um Right now, first of all, right now, the bands are being cut, and then i got to send them because the cigars have already come in from DR. They're going to get banded once, they're, once the bands are ready. The goal is to start selling them by December 20th. Now, that's the goal. Free Christmas, okay. Christmas time. Hey. COVID, COVID is, COVID, well, there's selling before Christmas and arriving before Christmas are two different things. <laughs> because New I, Year's. Because, like, this is a small operation. So... New Year's is a better goal because for me, I take an order, whatever comes in that day, I try to get it out in the mail that day, mm -hmm. right? At, at worst, 24 hours later. The only time I get kind of screwed over is when I get orders late on Saturday. That's going out Monday, sorry. But other than that, I try to get it out within 24 hours. But I've already discovered, because of the holidays now and COVID, that everything's about a day or two slower than it was two months ago. So when I... I, you know, when we did the Molotov, if I shipped on a Monday, everybody from here to California had their package within four days of their order, right? Okay. Now I'm noticing it's closer to six, seven. And that's with priority. Okay. So, you know, it, it, it's, these are the things you got to deal with when you're a small online operation is, you know, I don't, I, I don't have the history with you as consumers to make you wait two weeks. Remember, Amazon screwed us all. Amazon changed the game. Everybody mm -hmm. wants everything in two days, right? Everything's got to be right now, right? We'll skip the fact that you could buy stuff at a store right now because we've lost that concept. But, but you, want it, you, want, you want to be able to click, and it's got to magically show up. And it's a dopamine rush. I mean, Amazon's smart. It's a dopamine rush you get when that box is at your door. Absolutely. It's like Christmas every day. Yeah. So <laughs> I've got to make sure until you got to, you know, throw the boxes out. That's a pain in the butt. But the... the, the I've got to make sure that I can deliver some version of that to you as fast as possible. So if you order on a Monday, I sure as hell want to make sure you've gotten your stuff by Friday. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to do. Um, so that's what I'm dealing with. But yes, so the 20th on sale by the 20th is the goal. I will, I will keep you guys updated. Arsonfire.com is the site. I push the link only to a few groups. This is the other thing about our process. As I'm not, I'm not blasting every cigar group that I know. That mm -hmm. you think that's what you would do. It's not. 
I, I, I want a core right now of 200 smokers that will always buy everything that I put out. And then next year, I want 500. Mm-hmm. By the end of next year, I want 1,000. Mm-hmm. Because they're now your advertising. I don't have to spend any money on advertising. Now I got 1,000 right. sales affiliates. Because I've delivered a great experience. They, they can contact me any, anytime, talk to me anytime. People reach out to me on IG and Facebook all the time. I respond very quickly. That's sort of the piece people miss about small businesses in general who operate online is you can't just push a link and say bye. You have to realize that everyone is self-interested and everybody wants to feel special. Mm-hmm. In marketing, you need to make them feel like you're their guy, you're their girl, you're their, you're their connect. Mm-hmm. Once you do that, they will be, you know, your rep. It happened with the Alpha Cigar. I made so few of those because that's all the leaf I had with Creo 98 wrapper. God, it was a beautiful smoke. <laughs> well, went, when are you went. making them again? Um, that's going to take, it could, it could be, the original release was supposed to be in, I was going to hold them for a whole, almost another year, in, in July when the National Convention for the Fraternity was, but because of COVID, that got jacked. Mm-hmm. So since we had them and they were already aged enough, I released them for Founders Day, which has just passed. Yeah. Probably do it again in nine months. Okay. That leaf is hard to get for a small, like we're small guys. We don't have the buying power mm-hmm. to negotiate. I'll give you a great example. I was supposed to have a fire cure. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, I can't compete with Drew Estate and what they buy. I can't. Who am I? I'm, I'm a right. dust right? Right. right. So I had them experiment, the Cortez brothers. They made me about 20 of them. They said, here's what we can do. I handed a few out and people were like, you need to sell this now. So I went back to them and they're like, we can't get any more to leave. It's all been bought up. And these are the things that we face. And this was different. Okay, I'm not knocking anybody else's cigar because I'm not doing that today. But I will tell you that fired cured when you, you, know, you open up the package, it smells like pipe tobacco. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily have to taste that way. Mm-hmm. And the ratio we used was smaller. So you've got a refined elegant smoke and the best the best parallel i can give you is for those of you that want to know the difference between what i was trying to come out with and what exists right now for fire cured from other cigar manufacturers go drink a lafroig and then go drink a bunahaban both are isla but that's the difference we were way more bunahaban okay sips of two of those hmm. okay you know the difference you will see that the element is there but one is turned up to 11 and one is more refined. And I'm always going to go toward. Oh, you froze. Oh, hello. Hello. Sorry. Am I back? Okay. You're back. I'm sorry. I I'm all, when we blend, when we blend something, when we blend something, I'm always going to head towards, can I deliver a more refined flavor? It can, it can be heavy. It can be light, high nicotine, low nicotine, but is it refined? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am um, I taking you out of okay? Once you go, wow, that's a great cigar. Great. I want to give you an aesthetic experience. Most experiences in our lives are anesthetic, right? Most most things that we have dull our senses. I'm trying to give you something that that engages your senses. I want an aesthetic approach. 
So when you smoke it, I want you engaged in conversation, engaged in art, engaged in reading, engaged in music. I want, I want, I mean, these guys, Emperor's Cut, very smart, jazz series. Now you got jazz on the brain, the minute you're smoking it. They've, 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 they've already got in your head. Very smart. So that's what kind of aesthetic experience can I get? You, you mentioned another one of your batches. Um, I just want to make sure our, our, our listeners understand that you made, uh, I'll call it a specialized celebratory stick for your yes. fraternity. Yes. Uh, and you called it the 1906. Yeah, it's, well, it's, technically it's called the, the MCMVI, which is 1906 in Roman numerals. Um, that wasn't even advertised publicly. I literally did it on the Alpha, Briar, and Leaf Facebook page and in a group me that I'm in with about 150 alphas, and that was it. And I, I, within 15 hours of publishing the link in those two spots, it was gone. Mm. And I thought it would take a week and a half to get rid of them. I didn't realize that they would do that. You, you, didn't, you um, didn't think about doing one for, uh, was it, when, when, when were the AKAs uh, founded? 19 something, 13 something like 12, 8, oh, whatever. Oh, 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 yeah. Have you given any thought to? Um, I've been approached for, actually for, by a couple of for, a couple of different targeting people. females is where where I was going with that. Females, um, one of your bad. I'm not a fan of that because I think you give women the respect they deserve and not go. Oh well, this is a lady stick. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Speaking. Look, look, look at her shaking her head. Smart man. Smart man. We froze. Hello, hello. Are we all I back? I froze. I froze up. No, you didn't. No, I was saying you're a smart man. Oh, well, thank you. No, I, I just, <laughs> I, I wasn't raised, fortunately, with that mentality that it's like, oh, well, this is a woman thing. Or you know, my, my mother mm-hmm. was in the military. My wife was former military. I wasn't raised mm-hmm. with that mentality, so I don't have that hang up. Um, so if I make something, it's for everybody to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, organization specific, possibly, but not because it's a woman's thing. But we'll see. I mean, that there are dangers there. For one, I'm an alpha. I can do an alpha stick, and no one can call me out on it. Right. But trying to do a kappa sticker, that can get a little dicey. Mm-hmm. Like, well, who are you? You know. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very careful with that stuff. They got a Connecticut stick. It's like, no, I'm just joking. Just joking. Just joking. <laughs> I think you should. Do, I think you should go after it. I think you should go after. It. I mean, you know, I mean, that's safe way to, ways to do everything, right? You could. Um, but, no, you you got to get blessed. You got to get a blessing from somebody. You got to get an okay. Um, you gotta check in when you come to town, you know. Yeah, like, it's, it's like for, your blood yeah, exactly, ex- exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. I, for throw me, your though, sign up, throw your setup. That might be down the road right now. It's once again, we have four or five more blends that we're working on right now for next year. So, that's my foot. That's things have be planned out. I, when we started this, we said we're gonna go slow. We realized that this is gonna be a break even kind of thing for right now, focus on quality and focus on engaging the smokers. Mm. That's it. Mm. Okay. So as long as we cover our costs right now, that's all we're trying to do because we just want to make a great product and engage you. That makes sense. Uh, You know, we're not trying to lose money, but we'll get to the money-making piece of it later. Obviously, every business has to make money. not a fool. But right now create a great product and build the brand. Mm-hmm. And this lighter that you are, you are using, is this, uh, 
Is this a specific ladder? Is, is this the one that uh, Arson is, you guys are, you have the, you, you know, patent on and you're coming out with? Well, no, we don't have a lighter. There's no lighter. There's no, it's, no it's, lighter. it's a no cutter. Lighter. There's a cutter and a, and a punch right now. And with a, and a punch. Okay. Um, the lighter thing, I don't know if we'll ever, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, is that one of those lighters where, you know, you were smoking and like, hey man, can I use your lighter? And then it ended up becoming your lighter? No, talk, what happened? talk a lot about how that happens, right? Lighters yeah. are like an umbrella. You know, you take an right. umbrella, see the house with an umbrella, you might come back with an umbrella. It might not be the same one, right? You so, like, where did I get this umbrella from? So, I have lost, I don't know, hmm. an untold number of lighters. I'm sure you guys have too. Who, yeah, who has it? Like, that's, these, that's whenever not- I see them, I buy them. They're Monte Cristo branded lighters, they're 11 bucks in most shops. And I'll mm-hmm. buy six or seven at a time. And because it's, you know, similar to my colors, I'll, I'll buy these specifically. Uh, but they're cheap. And I know if I lose them, I'm not crying. I have that um, gold uh, DuPont with the flat flame. Nice. That really thin one. Nice. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. My wife got me for Christmas a few years ago. I have abused that lighter. It's so thin, you'll forget it's in your jeans. I've washed that thing like six times. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wait to to Dupont's credit, it was still working. Really? To Dupont, really? And I've taken classes from Dupont manufacturers on the things that they do, and and like they gave me a class on how to spot a fake. It was amazing. Wow. Well, uh, the fake how to spot a fake. The fake the, oh. the, you know the classic fifteen two thousand dollar Duponts with the flame, mm-hmm. like not not the, not the mini and maxi jets, but the actual mm-hmm. really fancy ones that cost a grip. Like there's a science to to telling whether it's a fake or not. So do you prefer uh, the single torch, the the triple torch, or the quad? Or well, I or matches. Uh, so I've got matches here. Typically, when I can, especially indoors, I will toast. And then light with a match. Now, for expedience, you know, just light with it, especially this. I'm not going to mess with a match while I'm, I'm dealing with y'all. But I'll typically light with a match when I'm indoors. Outside, it's all torch, obviously. Just, it's just yeah. too, unless you have no wind, right? You're at a pain in the butt. Um, uh, but, but usually it's a combination of the two if I'm indoors. Uh, and I like the really nice long cigar matches, like when I can get them. Those really nice ones, I, I really like them. Although, to be honest, cost effective, what, like the, the big kitchen matches they sell in grocery stores for $3 for like 100 those are great. Those are great for lightness because you got all day to, to mess with it. Um, I like those too. But uh, lighters on the whole day to day, yeah, I've got like three or four cheap ones in the bag. And I got a, a small can of butane in the bag. And I'm good to go. Uh, and yes, people borrow lighters and then. And, you know, that's just the game. That's the game you sign up for when you get into cigars. That's the game. Along with that game, how often have you traded out when you have those who smoke around you? Okay, explain traded out. Well, you know how we always have somebody who always walks up and say a friend of yours and you're going somewhere, you get in the car, you're going for a ride, and it's like, all right, well, you may pull out a couple of cigars, but they may not have a cigar. But they, you know that this particular person is a cigar smoker. Mm-hmm. So do you often give them a cigar as opposed to somebody who you know who is a 50-50 smoker and say, well, I'm going to give you this stick as opposed to something that I know you're going to enjoy? 
Oh, you're gonna see, you're gonna have me talking bad about folks. This is okay. Let me start off by telling this horror story. Uh oh. So, one of my closest fraternity brothers, who is literally my older brother, lives in Silver Spring. Uh, I mean, he is my older brother by a year, really. We're just super tight. You know, my grandmother, as my grandmother would say, Ace Boon Coon kind of thing. I know we're not supposed to say mm. that. My grandmother would say that. But I still say that. He got, he got, <laughs> exactly. He, he got married in 2006. So what do I go now? All, all the brothers are there. It's just everybody's there. You know, what do, what do I do? I take like 500 bucks and I get Davidoff. Whole oh, no. Okay. Because it's, Special occasion, right? Right. White, white no, this is understandable. My boy. This is my boy. I'm not gonna come in there with some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? You gotta mix that up. Right. Listen, <laughs> so, so you gotta mix that up. Everybody don't get yeah. damn it <laughs> So, so I open the box. I say, oh yeah, yeah. I smoke. I just yeah, you know. Da, 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 da. You know, and of course we have as alphas the, the our first banquet in history that we had ended with what we call a brotherhood smoke and everybody has to remember that menu and it ends with the brotherhood smoke. so this is a thing this is an actual thing with us so I, the cigars come out and everybody's I'm lighting everybody up and everybody cutting everything and like 10 minutes later you just see quarter smoked Davidoffs <laughs> and all no. I got is that I've got that Denzel Washington glory tear like this <laughs> coming the, down the my John face. John Q, the John Q tear. Just, just, it's just coming down, and and I said I'll never do this again. That was, mm -hmm. I mean, three guys I think smoked it properly. Everybody else is like, oh, they, they want to take a picture, and then so there's that experience I learned, right? Uh, on the whole, though, because I typically hang around cigar smokers. If somebody's out or something, they don't have. I I got you know. Hey, here, take this, take that. Oftentimes, I have stuff um, like a blend we're working on or aging that maybe is ready or not ready. And I hey, can you try this for me? And I'll do that with guys that I know. If it's somebody I don't know, you know, and I've got some regular smegular stuff in the in the bottom of the humidor or in, in my locker, or whatever, then they, they can have that, you know. But that doesn't happen a lot. Most of the guys I hang with regularly are cigar smokers. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you told that story. I have oh. a few stories similar. You know, um, I was uh, uh, recently, uh, I don't want to give too much detail. And then, you know, I got somebody knocking on my door <laughs> some, over this story. But uh, I was the receiver. You know, um, we often talk with, you know, when we are, it's a, this, this, the, this, amongst this brother and sisterhood of the leaf, we always, if you, 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 uh, you speak with someone, especially when the conversation is around cigars and you, and, and inevitably you understand the other person's palate in that conversation and you have something that you think they would enjoy or you're really describing what you smoke and what you have with you and what you like, you hand it to them, but that story came along with it, right? So, um, Araya, like to your point, you know, you've already set in their mind what they think about it because you're giving them your approach to that stick that you're about to hand them. So I, I feel great when I do hand it to them, even novice to a cigar nerd, right? Then they, they've kind of, so when they're smoking it, they're going to think about how I, the experience that I have when I smoke it, right? Um, but I was on a fishing trip and uh, I was a recipient. A guy came, I had <laughs> about 20 sticks with, my, with, with me. I didn't you know the story. And um, okay. 
Oh, this uh, but this brother had he had a book book bag and he had <laughs> sticks with him, and uh, you could tell that he um, he there was a certain level of pride that he had. I'm using choice words by being able Very to show up with sticks and hand them out. Right. I get that. Okay. Um, I get that. Yeah, I and uh, but when that happens, when I see that happen, also. He, but he doesn't know the the he doesn't know the palate of and the experience of the people around him, right? He doesn't mm-hmm. really know these guys. You know, they're kind of a bunch of strangers, most uh, mostly. So, you know, he opens his box, and I had to think to myself, okay, all right, cool, yeah, all right. And he's like, man, take whichever one you want, and I'm having a hard time picking out, like. I don't. I want to take one out. You know, I mean, it's a, it's an offer. You get. I mean, I, I'm 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 trying to be courteous, right? Um, but I didn't want to smoke anything he had in his box. No disrespect <laughs> to what he had in his box, but wow, palette, what I smoke and what wow. I like to smoke. I smoke. I, I smoke some of everything, right? So I picked something out that he had. Um, How many Gurkhas were in there? Hey, all Gurkhas. I know. Oh, was it all Gurkhas for real? No, it wasn't. There were no Gurkhas. There were How no many Gurkhas were there? There were no Gurkhas in the box. Uh, <laughs> actually, actually, he ended up giving me like three sticks because he, you know, he got real, uh, real, real drunk, to be honest. And then he, he re-handed out sticks. And I'm like, all right. Um, I gave Shelby one of them. Um, oh, that's why Shelby's like, did you smoke it? Stick. I handed it to him one night. He don't know that's where it came from. But, um, but I was making this. You know, like, I, 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 I had to make sure, you know, one, his palate is what it is. And his level of 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 um of the leaf is what it is also so i not to knock that guy but it just was kind of centering for me like okay all right well you know what hey this brother's enjoying it um but it was kind of a badge of honor he he, you know when he was handing them out i could tell that for him that meant a lot yeah well and taste is subjective so you know some i I don't mean to knock a brand i'm sorry It, it, it taste is subjective can I make can I make a side comment unrelated to all this? I, I wanna I wanna work. I wanna work for the king of the leaf over there who's changed his name. Cause I see it. do you know why? Is that a, is that a, is that an Eames chair in the back of your house, dude? Yes. See, no, uh, no, I got I got 1953, I think. With, with yeah, I need, I need to, rain. I need to get whatever payroll uh, you got. I want to be on your payroll. Exactly. Oh no, his his little his man cave is nice, Amaya. <laughs> his man cave well, is very you know nice. How many brothers even know what an e shirt? Like, I'm that over man. there going, whoa. Listen. Whoa. Yeah, his his man cave is very very nice. No, I can, I'm 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 catching. This is like because this is the kind of thing I wanted to be when I get a bigger house. With a backyard, Ooh. I wanted the container home set up just like you got it right there. Yeah, that's exactly. I this. Oh my God. Well, part two, we're gonna interview you here. Okay. Now look, yeah. your couch. I, you're brave with that couch. I, w- I would have gone with the tufted leather. You know, I, I've had no problems with this microfiber, but and you don't, and it don't is, pick up the smoke. The, it, don't, it don't hold the smoke. No, man. I run the vacuum uh, over it. Pull, pulls everything out. Okay. Okay. And you know. No issues, and luckily, just, no I'm one's just, dropped their stick and burnt a hole in it yet. Okay, right? but I'm just saying, I want to get away because like, it's smokers. If he got an Eames chair, though, he got an Eames chair. I, I know the liquor must be straight by the Eames chair. I can tell that must be oh, all no, cool. the liquor is very and, and look, oh, that's not even the real I liquor. I can't see, I can't all right. see. You didn't peep the glass that he had Eames the liquor Eames. in, yeah, no, and that's not even the real. He got the other stuff 
on the other side. I'm, Don't I'm, let I'm, that I'm fool noticing you. All this. I'm noticing all this now. I'm like, Check over the right shoulder. If you just peek right. over the right shoulder did he, real yeah. quick. Did he own a you piece know. of Motown at did some he? point? Like, <laughs> <laughs> What is going on over hey, there? This this interview is a, is about Araya, <laughs> not Katan and his uh, and his his personal lifestyle choices. Yeah, no, I just, I, I just want Araya. We to go know everywhere that. in this interview. We go everywhere. Oh, no, you, if it's in the background, I'm gonna say so. I'm wanting people. I'm gonna notice. I don't miss nothing. When you visit the King of the Leaf, yeah, it's a it's a great experience. No, no, I well, you know, and it's look, he got it positioned so we can see it on camera. It's not like he was hiding. it. No, but that's not even the good stuff. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> hey, the to say, I'm sipping on the stuff. heaven's door. The, 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 uh, the real stuff. good stuff is on the other you side. Can tell, you can tell he lights up and reads like Miseducation of the Negro in that chair. You can tell he's <laughs> you know, he in there being super black in that chair. <laughs> you can tell he's sophisticated and shit. He just... Hey, it's, it's taking chair. it's taking me forty three, almost forty four years to get here, man. I am proud of. Uh, I am jealous. Of I'm, I'm telling you, I'm jealous. Things I'm I jealous. like. I'm jealous. I have reading I'm glasses saying. on right now. I am, I am. I am jealous. That's all I'm saying. And I, I'm, I'm not too proud to admit I'm slightly hated. <laughs> that, that that leads us to to something else we always talk about. Um, where do you smoke, man? You know. Well, when the weather is nice, my favorite place is on my deck. Mm-hmm. Um, open air, well, you never have to worry about filtration or right. anything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And it's, now, you know, this is Virginia. It's like weirdest weather in the world here. It's like either blazing on my deck or cold. It's like the weirdest, you know, whatever. Um, even outside, like at night, even now, I'll light up the fire pit, smoke by the fire pit. Wife's not too happy with that because then you come in and smell like a fire pit. You got to take a shower on it. But um, those are my favorite places. And of course, lounges are great when you're with, you know, a lot of uh, good people, good company. Um, I mean, I'm not going to have a business discussion outside of Cigars because I don't want to take it too far from what you guys are, are talking about. But I will tell you that cigars in general, as far as cigar smokers, is really the most egalitarian thing you can do as an American. Mm. There's nothing more egalitarian than cigars. Mm-hmm. And it is because it is the only luxury item everybody can afford. So it doesn't matter whether you are a stockbroker or you are a teacher or you're a tech CEO or you That's run a work. bank or you're, or you're, you know, you are a garbage man. When you get into that room, everybody's equal because you can, you can, you can spend 15 bucks, right? Like it's not, you're not going to go broke because you bought a $15 cigar, right? So now you are in a room with a, a rich guy who's got a $15 cigar. Mm-hmm. And so now you are the, 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 when it's done correctly, the boundaries that are you know, socioeconomic in nature break down. And when it's done really well, the racial stuff breaks up because once again, we're basically a fraternity of smokers that you know, nobody else wants around, right? We're cigar smokers, nobody wants to see us. So we're all huddled together. You will, you will, you will build bonds with people that you would never talk to. Yes. You know, it crosses all political, social divisions, whatever. So you will, be, you will I have built friendships and business relationships with people I would never think to speak to. But because we are unified by this, you know, 
this item that makes us outcast to, to much of the rest of society. I mean, you can go to the few bars in America that still allow cigarette smoking typically don't allow cigar smoking. Yes. That's, that's that how true. much of an outcast we are. That yep. is true. So, so it, it, is, it is a unifying product as far as all the things that separate us in this country go. I can go to most shops all over the country, and I'm sure the people have had bad experiences. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be Pollyanna, but I've definitely been in situations where I had nothing in common with the people in the room, but we all got along because we enjoyed cigars. Mm -hmm. And that to me is special. And that's why the, the experience thing matters because you are delivering a unifying experience, something people can congregate and talk and enjoy and have a good time. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you raised that, you know. Uh, shit, you know, it, it's become a, 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 a great running theme. We, um, we do try to interview most of our, um, most of our guests face-to-face, -face, socially distanced, of course. Um, but uh, Shelby... Is, is, is world famous now. I mean, really world famous because we have listeners around the world. Um, Shelby, Shelby's got that auto, automobile lounge. They, he's, <laughs> you know, he, it's, it's like he's known for it now, especially now that we do release our videos on our webpage. I can, I can see. I can see. .com. Everybody, there's been comments like, is this brother always in the car smoking? Like, that's his thing, man. That's what it is mm. now. You know, so. I, and I know people that do. It's not a comment. Like, I, I, I'm making fun of him, but actually it's a comment. It's, it's what he's doing. I, I know a lot of people that do it. Yeah. It's very common. And then, then it's funny because uh, I did have, um, I used to have a, a group of friends. We used to have a junior high school uh, Zoom meeting. And whenever we had our Zoom happy hour for my junior high school class, I was literally, it, it was a running joke. Shelby's going to chime in, and I guarantee you he's in a car with a glass and a cigar. And as soon as I would, Chime in, they'd be like, Oh, he's not smoking yet? What's going on? And then I start smoking. It's like, ah, oh, you owe me ten dollars. Now I'm like, who all right, who made the bet? Who made the bet? Wait, you was know. on wait, you was on wait, what kind of you was on some sort of Jack and Jill Zoom? Like what? <laughs> no, it was like well, you know, we you got since I can't have the uh, uh you know the the higher chair so in every individual to meet. Yeah, junior high zoom, that's so, deep, bro. That's yeah, like you know, we I, I meet with a lot, a lot of my friends. You know, I was that's like, man, I gotta, I gotta get on my hot hopscotch Zoom in, in, in a minute. Like, yeah, you, you gotta do, you gotta, you gotta get on that. You miss your friends. I gotta try to tell yeah, you, Facebook okay. is what it is. Right. Well, I had, I had, see, I'm jealous once again. A military brat, so I moved around a lot. Mm. So I didn't, I didn't have the, you know, you ch I changed schools, God knows how many times before I even got to high school. So I, did, you're very fortunate. I, I you know, I, I'm jealous. Because uh, I I couldn't even name half the people I went to junior high with, so I'm just I'm just wow. being jealous right now. You have to excuse me. I couldn't but, either, uh, but they found me on Facebook. Oh, they found me because I was I'm always like the one, <laughs> I was always like the one brother in class, so it was not that hard. And 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 I'm my like, name who are you? <laughs> and my name and my name is not like you know right. you're gonna find me if you're looking for me. Yeah, it's not like Michael. Yeah, no. <laughs> Same. It's so weird when people like from junior high school and elementary school. I'm like, who are you? I don't know you. I'm happy though when somebody from back in the day smokes cigars. Like when somebody mm. I find, now that makes me happy. When I find somebody- that more school, and more now. And I'm running into them at a lot. I'm like, oh, what? Oh, yeah. okay. this is dope. That I like, that I really enjoy. Yeah. So I noticed you mentioned, you said you were an alpha and your brothers. What, what school did you attend? Denison University. Denison, okay. I have some uh, brothers I went to Morgan with who are also alphas. 
I know, I know some Morgan guys. I mean, it, you know, and that, that's a cigar. I, look, there's a cigar connection there because of, of you know, our history. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I took advantage of that to, to, to bring a product to market and it worked out great. But I, my focus isn't that. My focus is cigar smokers in general. I don't, I don't look at this group or that group and say, well, this, these are my guys. I, I spread it out. I'm like, I want people to enjoy it. So it doesn't matter where you're from, who you are, what you look like. Do you love smoking a cigar? Do you love that experience? Do you love, you know, the culture? And if you do, then this is for you. That's right. it. it really. So that's why I, I got so excited as I saw the number of African-American women growing. Right. Because I'm like, this right. is exact. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is for everybody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and I want to, even for me, I want to get away from even noticing it because it should be automatic. It shouldn't even be right. a thing you notice. Should just be like okay, cool. Like anybody else walking in, it shouldn't be special. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm. That's made me really happy over the last, let's say, ten to fifteen years to really see that. And the first time I saw it was at Up Down Cigars in Chicago. When I lived in Chicago, um, there was an the lady who owned it. She's now passed on, but uh, she she was organizing women smoker groups, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really cool. And this was back in like '08. Really? You know? Oh yeah, she was org. She was early on that. And also TG, if you guys, I know you guys talked to Berhani, but if you talk to TG, TG been in the game a long time. Long time. Mm-hmm. You know, she's no, she didn't just take advantage of a trend. She's expanding, mm-hmm. but she's been in the game. And she was in the game before a lot of other, others were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and she deserves, you know, that respect and that, that uh, you know, that recognition. Um, but I, I, I just love the fact that it's expanding. I like, I like that, that we're all getting into it. Of course, you're seeing it now in Bourbon. Mm-hmm. Urban has followed that mm-hmm. trajectory, mm-hmm. Um, and it's beautiful because all these things belong to us. Who was who was growing the tobacco? Tell it. Talk <laughs> that talk. Tell right. it. Wait, so, so I'll, I'll give you a story. This this company is no longer in existence because it got bought out. But there was a company called Cornelius and Anthony. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, the master Shouts blender. Out to Lisa. Yeah, and oh, to Lee, that's my sister. What are you talking about? But. So Lisa worked with Courtney at La Polina, who was my first client when I moved to the area. And so they both worked there. Courtney was their master blender. Courtney blended the best cigar I ever smoked in my life, which you can no longer get your hands on. It's called the Goldie. The Goldie. They still make it. it. They still they still make it, but she made the original that was in a Lawnsdale. This was this was a magical experience. That Goldie um, was special. Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my, oh, my gosh. And, and I had one recently that was AIDS, and I just lost my mind. Anyway, Courtney left them and went with a tobacco manufacturer focusing on cigarettes but wanted a cigar brand. She created Cornelius and Anthony for them. And she invited me down to the corporate office, which is in, like, central Virginia, and they have huge tobacco fields. Most of that tobacco actually was going for cigarettes. Mm-hmm. But... But I stood there with my wife and I said, this is the first time we've been here since we've been here. Mm-hmm. So understand who made this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like know the right. history. Mm-hmm. So all the same thing with whiskey. Yep. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about yep. American history. The bit, if you want to know why, mm-hmm. many of the soldiers, almost all of them, who fought for the Confederacy fought to keep slavery. It, they didn't own slaves, but they knew 
where the skilled workforce was and what would happen if they had to compete in the open market. Who were the who were the carpenters? Who were the distillers? Mm-hmm. Who, who, they needed that cotton picked. But but that, it wasn't <laughs> just that. Built. Yeah. It was, but it was the cultivators. It isn't yeah. just the labor. It was the skill sets. Mm-hmm. And you you don't want to compete with that in the open market. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't want. That's a problem. This history. That's why Jack Daniels had to come to Jesus. It's it's like who was really doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so for us to drink whiskey or for us to smoke cigars it's like anything else in america it's to have what should be ours anyway hmm? just as after say that again so, say that again so, yeah. there's no Amen. black women aren't moving into a product it's their product to begin with mm-hmm. 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 you know that that I, you know it's like i i don't like articles that are written that way it's like oh and they've discovered they haven't discovered it's ours mm-hmm. yes, sir. you know yes, we sir. might we yeah. might we might come back to it later but it's ours. Yes, and so I want to keep that in mind. It is not, it's not a black cigar community. It's not a, this, it's ours to begin with. Yeah. Yep. Speak on it. it. I love it. You know, I, um, my first experience with tobacco, I've never mentioned this on the podcast is looking up in the morning, 20 feet over from my house. I, 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 mean, I walk out, go outside to play and I'm little and I'm looking up at, tobacco stalks. I'm from South Mm. Carolina. My family, of course, eventually became what's known as sharecroppers. Um, If you, and I, ancestry, I got a lot of paperwork from when, you know, they went into the army and and they would list occupation. It was always farmer, right? Uh, But yeah, but that's, I mean, this, on our land, I'm seeing uh, this forest of of these tobacco plants. And I'm a little kid running around looking up at these things, right? But absolutely, we, um, most of that we just sold off to the cigarette companies, right? Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's a great point, man. I'm glad you raised that. Glad, uh, glad you pointed that out. Uh, well, to link it to America, the American market selection, mm-hmm. which people know today now as Candela. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but Is that why that's your I, I, I help you circle it back. I'm bringing you back. Bringing it all the way back. Because uh-huh. I, I want you to hit the topic. But, and I like Candela's. Not all of them, but Illusione definitely because he was in Dion is a genius. But um, that's a great stick. Smokers don't know cigar history that well. They don't know that advertising in general started with cigars. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't. They don't realize that. They don't understand that the the Candela was the American cigar. It was the most smoked cigar. It was called the American Market Selection for a reason. Mm Uh huh. That was the cigar we smoked. That's right. You know, they don't understand that Cubans weren't rolled in Cuba. Right. Right. Okay. Like that. All we, we don't know the history. Mm. And that's one thing about for new smokers is to study the history because, you know, there are things we miss out on when we don't know it. Now, a lot of manufacturers don't make candelas. They're out of favor. I get that. But when done right, it's an amazing experience. Yes, it is. Unfortunately, if the closest thing to a candela is, you know, an Optimo, then you probably got a problem on your hands. Yeah. You know, if that's all you've seen is lime green Optimos. You, you know, that's that's not going to do the job for you. Oh well, uh, I mean, have you given a thoughts to? I'm a, everyone. Everyone that listens knows that I'm a huge candela fan. Everyone. Um, but have you have you given thoughts to uh, to doing a batch 
that's Candela. And it, I'm, and I'm, 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 I'm asking to influence you to do it, but have you given any I, I, thoughts I, I, to that? Yeah, that, it, that? Yeah. Your point isn't missed. <laughs> um, not yet. Okay. It's not impossible because I'm that dude who would try that, but mm. not yet. And I know um, your, your manufacturer, Cortez, they don't have a Candela, at least not in their shop. They, they can, they can, not in their shop. They can do anything. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get deep into Cortez because I'll let them speak for themselves. Um, I will tell you this though. They are extremely creative and talented. So it's not a question of ability. Now, sometimes it is a question of availability of leaf. That can be an issue. Right. Um, because, you know, what's on the market, what's popular, what's moving. You, you do have to work within the constraints of, of, of market forces uh, to a certain degree. But you're right. You could, uh, you know, it hasn't. What's funny is, is I haven't thought about that as much as I thought about doing something that I like that, that is rare these days to find which is I wanted to release it. I'm not sure that it would be cost effective, but I wanted to release the Culebra. Mm. Oh, okay. Now that, yeah. now I have issues with Culebras because there's not enough education. How many times have you seen a picture of, of somebody smoke? They smoke all three at the same time. They smoke all three. They just light it up. And I'm like, no, unwrap it. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, uh, but, but, I would like to do a Culebra. I really would. I don't know if I can make that happen, but that's on my wish list. Okay. Is there a Culebra that you, that you know, like, know of now that you smoke, that you'd recommend? The last one I had, well, okay. For those that can get it, I'm not going to tell you where, because yeah. for those that can get the Partagas Culebras, obviously get them, they're fantastic. However, uh, there's somebody, I think, out of Tampa, Ferona, Ferona Cigars. I'm going to give you a name. Wonderful lady, I, I think she's out of Florida, uh, and I want to say that it's called Ferona, which is like female pharaoh, um, which of course, for the obvious reasons, it, it attracted my attention. Uh, but I ordered her Culebra, and it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Now, now at times, Davidoff has released some, which are great, um, expensive as hell. But you know, I I would I, there's so much in cigars people don't do, and now I'm seeing, and I have issues with this. I'm seeing barber poles everywhere. Yeah. And you have to know what you're doing. Like that is, but, but it's a visual marketing ploy, obviously. Explain, give us some color. I listen to some color around that. So if you see a cigar that looks like it has normally two, but sometimes even more intricate than that, two different shades of wrapper wrapped around in a pattern. Mm -hmm typically like a barber pole, but not always. I've seen some pretty intricate designs. Mm-hmm. I've even seen cigars shaped like footballs. I mean, I've seen all kinds of stuff. But, and I get that there's a novelty aspect to it, and I'm not against novelty. That's fine, too. That can be fun. Uh, but the barber pole thing where you're dealing with two different wrappers and what that can do, um, and then there's variations on the theme. I just smoked, and I'm typically against this kind of stuff, but I wanted to try it, the, the, the Pappy cigar. It starts oh. off with one wrapper and then finishes with another. Mm-hmm. It's got all the fire cured mm-hmm. in it. And it was actually quite an interesting experience. And if that's what you're delivering, I'm on board because it's an experience. So right. I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. Not something I would go to all the time, but I enjoyed the experience. Um, 
and you can do changes of flavor. And it's kind of cool to see how the wrapper can change your experience with smoke. So I kind of value the idea of, of those barber poles. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it has to be done right and not just for marketing purposes. Yeah. I shy uh, away that's from a, those. That's a, that's a trap. Yeah. That's a trap to me. But they can be fantastic. So I've heard. You know, we, like Fuente's got Fuente as, as, as you know, between the lines, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Can, you know, um, it can be great. We, we, be we, great. Were at, we were at the PCA, um, and uh, often the Candela wrappers used in that as one of those in, in the barber pole. That's oh, really yeah. popular. Oh, yeah. uh, the, P, the guys at the PCA, shouts out to the Premium Cigar Association. Um, they're, they're up. That, pod, that, that podcast will, by the time this releases, that will be the one that releases before you. Is our, we sat down with them at their townhouse. But they, you know, they handed me, gifted me uh, a barber pole with a Candela wrapper. Okay, and cool. I've always stayed away from it. But, um, but, but you know what? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to give it, I'm gonna give it a, a shot. I'm going to give it a... I, I don't prejudge. Yeah. I'm a little bit eerie, like wary of it, but I will give you a shot. Like, once again, taste is subjective. Mm-hmm. I can't come on here and declare, well, this is the only good thing and this is the only bad thing. I can be wrong about everything I've said because taste is subjective. Um, it isn't... I'm going to steal something from the whiskey vault because these guys are brilliant, but they always say that you know the best way to... The best whiskey you have is the whiskey you like to drink the way you like to drink it, right? Well, the same thing with cigars. The best cigar you have is the one you're smoking, and if you're enjoying it, that's the best cigar. I can't tell you, you know, this is better than that because this is subjective. I can tell you what I like. I can tell you sometimes what's happening behind the scenes from my perspective. But you could get another cigar person out here to tell you a completely different story, and that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. You have, it's, it's an experience, and you have to enjoy it. That's what I'm trying to do. Can I deliver you something that you can enjoy? I hope I can. Not everybody's liked what I smoked. I'm not going to paint you that picture. I mean, everything I like that I made. Most have, but it's not for everybody. It's impossible to make something for everybody. I got fraternity brothers who literally only want to smoke, you know, what looks to be a branch. A Padron 1964 anniversary. The, remember, I, I, there was a. Like, I went through phases. I remember when I smoked the the La Gloria Serie R number sixes. Oh my god! Oh, Serie R, yeah. Which is like, I mean, the nicotine hit on that. You, if you didn't eat before that cigar, you're, you're done. Yeah. So I understand that there are there are people that that want that experience. That's fine. So you can't make a cigar for everybody. That's where you get into a trap. You make something great that you hope enough people will enjoy. That's that is it. That is it. Care about what you're doing. That'll usually come out. If you want to be a cigar, like I want to be in a cigar biz, I want to have a cigar line. If that's your goal, you're probably starting off wrong. Mm-hmm. Are you providing an enjoyable experience? That's usually for any product a great way to start because that will guide what you do. Mm-hmm. That that ultimately, th- then you move into the higher levels of market research and you know all your customer relationship management. Also, I, I get all that. But you have to start with, can I do something that builds a connection between me and the consumer? Mm. So Wise words. Wise words. I apologize. I, I like the way you, the, the, the marrying of, you know, you, you pulling in your, your, your marketing and uh, background and how that's affecting the, the and, and you, your, the, your approach with Arson to the market itself. Um, we've, uh, we've definitely, we've spoken to some other people that, you know, make their own stick 
um, and have slight and have different approaches to how they're um, they're approaching the market, what their theme is, right? Um, mm-hmm. How they're pulling that customer in and why. And yeah. uh, yours, yours is definitely it's definitely unique. I like the I like, you know. Now, can right. I can I correct you without making you mad at me? No, no, correct me all the time, man. I'm wrong. I'm wrong all the time. Now I learned yeah, that yeah. I got so, married. You know, that arson. <laughs> all like 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 the crime, arson. It's arson. Like not, the crime. Like the crime, arson. Okay. It's just not spelled that way. Yeah. But it's arson. It's a, it's you know look. Now I stepped into this. This is part of the. This is good for you to know. This is background. This was established in, you know, trademarked before I got involved. Okay. So I'm dealing with a brand that that while not launched pre-existed my involvement. So I had to shape and mold it given what I had. You know, so arson, you know, that's the name that Frank and and Todd went with. And I think there was a previous name before that that they had some issues with, so they went with that. So at that point, then I have to decide, okay, where is this leading me? And what can I do with it? Okay. So that's what you get names like Molotov Cocktail for a reason, Code Red for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right? So gotcha. I, the brand is leading good me. Good branding, good branding. I come and, and, from a marketing background, like you said, so I have to deal with that. Right. Okay. RS. R-S-O-N wasn't, it's not an acronym. It, it's, it, it, it's, it is a play on that word. It's just Arson. a play on the word. Okay. Yeah. You know, had I gotten involved earlier, who knows what it would have been called, but that's what it is. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to make sure everything is related to that sort of broad theme. And two, I'm going to make sure that Cortez has their name on everything we do. We're not going to hide who we're involved with. I do know manufacturers that want, or, or brands or labels, if you will, who just say, this is us and this is what we do. And that's fine. I'm not judging them, that's their business. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing to say, I respect the artistry of these blenders and these manufacturers. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna front on you. And, and give we us got, how, how, the how, when you say Cortez is gonna be named on everything. Uh, so yeah. we, we either, either, well, we put everything in pouches, right? We sell five packs. That's what we do. We sell five packs. So all we do. There's no boxes. There's no singles. We sell five packs. You go online, that's what you buy it. That may change in the future, but it's what we're doing right now. It, it, it was the most cost effective. That's just reality. Okay? For us. I'm, not, I'm open to other things. That's what we're doing now. So the things change with business. You got to be able to pivot, but I'm just, that's what we're doing now. So we do the pouch. On the back of every pouch, it says Cortez cigars, batch number this, one of whatever. Mm-hmm. So you cannot you cannot hold the pouch without seeing their name. Two, on every cigar, either on the footband if we have one, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, depending on the release. But if not on the footband, then on the main band, there will be the name of the cigar in the center. On one side it says Arson, our brand, and the other side it says Cortez. That is out of respect for those gentlemen who have put in the work uh, in creating these blends that we work with them on. I don't think, and this is, if you're into whiskey, there's a problem with this now. A lot of guys will say like produced in wherever they're from, but they don't ever say distilled. And there's a reason why they don't, it's because they're typically sourcing from someone like MGP in Indiana and they don't want you to know that. 
they want to act like it's some hundred year old family recipe from God knows where. And it's not mm. now some guys in the whiskey business don't do that. Some guys will tell you too much of them. They'll literally tell you the mash bill and everything else. They'll break it down, which is cool too. I'm not saying there's a right way. I'm saying this is our way. We tell you, this is who we're dealing with. This is why we're dealing with them. And we want them out front with us. And we have no shame in that. Beautiful. We're still, we're delivering you an experience and we want to be honest. And hopefully you appreciate that and you enjoy it. And that's the end game. Mm-hmm. Give us some, a little bit more detail on, um, on your relationship with, with Cortez as far as how your product is built. Um, so, so I gotta be careful here only because I don't like speaking for Cortez. So I want to be careful. Um, they're talented and they have their own sales mechanism and they do their thing. And I'm working with them on, on helping them market their own brand too. Cause I, I see some ways I can help them. Lewis and Christian have been in the business forever. Um, and their factories in the Dominican Republic and they, they buy a lot of tobacco, they blend it and age it. And they've got an, a large number of, of great blends they have on their own under the Cortez brand. When we sit down with them, I say, look, what could you do to deliver me this kind of flavor? Or what do you have that you're about to blend? Or what are you doing? And we'll walk through some ideas. That's okay. So six months, six months from now, seven months from now, now what can we do? Can we plan it out? And we'll put something together. Or let's say, hey, you know, all right, we, we, we just did this blend. We don't know what to do with it. Well, let me try it. Okay, I like it, but I want to sit on it. It needs, to, it needs some time, but we can work with it. My goal isn't to, to brag about oh, I'm the master blender because I'm not. My goal isn't to say I know, you know every great combination of leaf there is because I don't. My goal is, is this a great experience? And if I can smoke it and go, wow, I really like this. I think we should move ahead with this in nine months. Let's plan it out and do it right. Or if like with the Molotov, we know it's a hit. It's like, all right, I want that blend again. Well, let's put it on the calendar and, and I'll, I'll plan it out. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what we do. We take, we take what we think is great and market it. And if you want to call us a, a marketing cigar brand, that's fine. I, there's no ego in this for me. It is literally, can I provide you something that you enjoy? So as, like a boutique, a as a boutique cigar brand, you don't mind the weight. Because, you know, there's some brands who, who want right. to produce a little faster as, other, as, as boutique brands. Well, our goal is different, right? So our goal, once again, is to attach a great experience with the brand. So we're not worried about, okay, we got to ship 10,000 cigars next week and blah, 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 blah. blah. We got to get these out so we can get our revenue in and, and, and re-up it there are different levels of the business. I'm just not at, at, at that level. I'm not trying to be. Can we provide a great experience? That will take us where we want to go down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, once you are, once you have a great name behind you because you have backed it up with a great product and great relationships, that will open up doors for you to do some of the other things you want to do. A lot of people, when they start in a business, they want to go to the top right away. 
But that's not how the top companies got to where they were. They started with a model that said, let's do this right. Now, yes, if you have, you know, loads of cash, you can get into something really quickly and dominate and go crazy. And that's fine. Or if you're, if you're a niche that builds a brand that's so powerful, like Drew Estate, that you're able to then do other things. So you have a flavored cigar that is the biggest thing on the planet. And then you're able to then do your Liga Privadas and all that. That's great too. That's nothing wrong with it. That's awesome. I'm simply saying that we, a nation who we are, we have to do something else. And in business, you should. You should always be swimming in the opposite direction anyway, because otherwise you're going to blend into the rest of the market. So you should be going in the opposite direction. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't, did that make any sense or am I just talking out of my ass? No. I <laughs> You're definitely giving, as Katan mentioned, you're definitely giving a, our listeners a, a, a view from, from not only an owner, but a marketing standpoint. And, and a, lot of, a lot of the, our listeners don't understand exactly the obstacles that you have to go through from a marketing standpoint right. and, and exactly how to, like you said, how to make sure you're manufacturing the experience as opposed to right. the cigar. Right. And I'm not, by the way, I'm not knocking flavored cigars. That's an experience oh, too. No. And people like them. Oh, no. uh, I will say this. I'm always a little bit concerned personally. This is my personal opinion. This is not fact. I'm always concerned. Wow. That is a, a boss glass you got there. <laughs> oh, I tried to tell you. Wow, I tried to tell you, but you know. Is he, is he, is he drinking out of a chalice? What is that? Right. I, I mean, you know. I, I got distracted. And I was like, he's drinking out of the dark crystal. Like, what is going on? Um, uh, Araya, or this interview is with Araya of Arsenal. Nothing Cigar. short of a vlog. It is not. I'm sorry, I got, I got, the for the audience, I got distracted. He's got like what, a, what appears to be, you know, a 25 million carat diamond that he's drinking out of. Okay, so. so Y'all like, I'm, 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 Y'all I got, like, I've got like case singing in my head. Like we'd be happily ever after my song. He's yeah. okay. Anyway, all right. So, so, so I'm like the worst guest you've ever had. <laughs> Keep it going. I am like Keep the worst. Going. I am like the worst guest Keep ever. Keep it going. Okay. Hey, so, shouts out, shouts out to my sister and brother-in-law who gifted me these classes, like, by the way, you know, but that's, uh, that's, that's, this that's, was a gift. This wasn't a, it wasn't it's a, a beautiful you type like, of gift you get. I'm actually hating. I mean, I'm actually hating because I want one now. I'm actually hating. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hook you up. We're gonna hook you so, up. So, uh, yeah, because I want I want something that's never like standing up to confuse oh, you me. You can't you can't see how this sits, right? No, I know how it, I can see how it sits. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I would be constantly thinking I spilt it anyway. So it's an experience, as we were just saying. It's, it's an experience, <laughs> but I'm always concerned when it comes to flavored to like cigars. Like, what kind of tobaccos in there? Because I can see what. I have friends who, and I'm not knocking them, this is what they like, and it's how you enjoy it. They will take like a small container of whiskey or cognac. Oh, they dip it? No. Try to infuse their cigars. Now, that's fine. That's what they like. However, I'm thinking to myself, well, these blenders have spent all this time blending a cigar with a certain, and now you're changing it. Okay, fine. Okay. 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 But when you talk about flavored cigars, I always wonder well, what kind of quality of tobacco is in it because you can't taste the tobacco. 
Mm-hmm. All you're tasting is, you know, whatever flavor it's on there. Mm-hmm. You know, or you know, or there's you know controversies like people sugar capping the 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 ends of the yeah. cigar. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's happened. You know, sock, but I'm not saying that that's happened with anybody's product recently. Uh, you know, there's been arguments this, over whether this, certain this, manufacturers. This one, one of those I I, I like. No, well, product. there's one I like. And I was confused because I'd had the regular version of what this gentleman produces, and I like him a lot. I met him and his wife, and they're amazing people. New York guy? Uh, I'm not going to get into the specifics, but I will tell you that... We were, we're thinking uh, probably about the same person. I've had the regular version, and then like the the the, um, sort of the, lighter, the lighter shade cigar came out version of it, and I really liked it. So I was like, wait a minute, what? wait a minute, whoa, 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 what's on the end of this? Mm. And then there was a controversy of whether, and I think he was just trolling everybody, and good for him because it's marketing. Good for mm-hmm. him. And it was, it's still a great smoke. Love it. It is. Throws me off at the beginning, and if you're drinking with it, it really throws you off. But uh, there's all kinds of different ways you can do things in cigars, and I'm not going to say that one is better than the other. Once again, how do you smoke it? How do you enjoy it? That's your business. You know, and a lot of people get in the game that way, so I certainly can't knock it. A lot of people I knew 12 years ago were smoking jobless. Yeah. That's how they got <laughs> in the game. And buying them by the box. Yeah. Because they had them, and, and I remember a lot of sisters, they had them, not knocking the sisters, don't, don't misinterpret this. The, the job had them flat joints. They're really flat. The waffles. Wait, waffles, the wafers. wafers. Yeah, wafers. yeah. Oh, I don't think I smoked those. And, oh, and let me tell you, it was a break. I, well, I love, pretty, I love the way pretty damn good. From, the, from the business man's perspective, business woman's perspective, great idea. Ingenious, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So mm-hmm. I'm not knocking it. But that's how some people got in the game, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, way, the wafers hold a special place in my heart. Now, I'm, 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 the only thing I'm, that makes Java me upset about... And a latte. I get upset about that cigar because I'm thinking there's other blends you could do in that shape. Mm. Why limit it to that? You can right. do some cool stuff there. Right. Why limit? I would. I would buy that in other blends. I would definitely buy buy that. The so why not? Right. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up, man. I, I I love that shape, and they. I mean, they they they. I don't whether they invented it or not. I'm not sure, but they spearheaded that. And you're right. I always thought, well, why don't you guys, to a state, do. Do some do some other things with this with this size, right? I mean, and this is and I I, I I liked it because it cut down cut down on the length of time of the smoke, right? Um, and also the how I help how how I put it in my mouth, the and a lot of other some of the other tobacconists we've had on this show have talked about you know box press pulling in air on how it forces you to pull air in. And changes that experience. Cooling I'm with you. Like, I, yeah, they should. You know, we'll, we'll interview them one day. But yeah, well, well, it, well, it'd be nice the if they explored that, right? Think about the manufacturers that go there and do different things. And I know I've said a lot about Illusioni, and maybe I'm a little bit of a fanboy, and, and I apologize for that. But you're not the only one. But when you talk about value smokes, you talk about different batolas. When he came out with the Rothschild. Mm. Six bucks, and the thing is, you don't like that, but then a lot of smokers they'll shy away from it because oh, I'm not going to be over to. It's actually a great, fun little smoke. 
mm-hmm. to have, especially you outside, you're on a walk, you're doing this and mowing the lawn, whatever. It's a great smoke at a great price. Mm-hmm. You can do so much with cigars. Now, when you're trying to sell, now he actually sells those out. Those show up in a shop and they're gone. Mm-hmm. He's really smart. Um, you know, to do. We something- put this on my list. It's hard right. to get. They'll come in like a huge, not even a bundle at that point. It's like a case of these things lined up, stacked up, and they will go because people know now. Yeah. People know that they're good. Um, so they don't, they're not usually not very long. Um, I would love to do something like that. I would love to do some of those different sizes, but you do run into, you know, the market and what the market wants and what people are used to smoking and having to retrain them. That is harder to do. I mean, uh, another guy that I like is the guy, I can't remember his name. He runs warped. Mm. He comes out with a lot of these Lonsdales and Corona's and all the sizes that I like. He gets it. He gets it. But that's a cigar nerd thing. Right. I mean, well, look, look at look at Drew Estate again. I mean, uh, one of the most popular shapes, oh, popular mm-hmm. cigars. People, the flying pig, right? Our mm-hmm. brick and mortar people that talk, they can't. We all know they can't keep them on the shelves. But the mm-hmm. the nub came before that, right? I well, think the they nub, were the nub. The nub can't. And shout out to um, oh, what's his name? Because he really it. He's, he's he's back in the business now. Oh, I can't remember his name. The guy who actually did the nub. He, he was part of the company, left and started his own thing. Um, Lucia. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucia is his last name. Really cool guy. Really creative. He's been through hell and back. And, you know, whatever he's doing now, I wish I could remember the name because I'd love to support him because I, I think he's really cool. The nub was a great idea. And one of the best marketing tactics I've ever seen for a cigar where he would smoke it and then put stand it on its own ash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Great, brilliant marketing. You know, um, the the flying pig people. Now I'm a I'm. We could talk about what's really in that feral, but I do love the feral pig. I do too. I love that cigar. Obviously, it lasts thirty seconds whenever it's on a shelf. Um, there are questions about, you know, what's been done to it, but it is it is a great experience. At the end of the day, it's a great experience. You know, could I do something like that down the road? Sure, hopefully. It'd be nice to, to have some of these different shapes. I love to do, I love Perfectos. I love Perfectos. Love them. Oh, that's the end of this. Uh, it is a great, it's a great, I love Lonsdales. I love all that. We're, we have, we're losing these sizes to the army of Toros that are out there. Yes. We're losing these sizes. Seven by and you, seven. And you, and you are losing, you are losing experiences. Once again, this goes back to providing experience. We're losing some of these experiences for our smokers. So I may do some stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, it can't be a gimmick. I have to still, that blend has to be on point mm-hmm. and it has to make sense for the Vitola. Does it deliver? Because once I give you the flavor, then I can play with the sizes and everything. I can do all that fun stuff. But I got to make sure that when you smoke, it's like, yeah, okay. I can, I can rock with this. So your favorite stick, Oh. Um, you know, I you, I know you're gonna. I was gonna use a you know try to set up the story. Oh. Your last day That's on hard. Earth, but let's not do that. But it's the last stick That's that you're gonna so smoke. Hard. Give oh, me 2020. Get, so a better way, right? Um, I don't want to give your age away. So let's say when you turn 60, because I'm sure you're not there yet. No. Um, um, but uh, and it, what is what's what's that stick, man? Right now, right now, <laughs> that one you love, like it, it is. 
it, it, hey, your fav- it's your favorite stick. I, oh. I know that's tough. I know that's tough. You can name. You can name. I've got, I've got to split it into two categories. You can and you, name a few if you want. All I'm right. gonna do Cuban, non-Cuban. Okay. Okay. I like that. All right. So, Cuban, Trinidad Fundadora. Mm. Trinidad. Trinidad Fundadora, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. might be the closest thing to smoking a cup of coffee ever. Mm-hmm. Now, they're overpriced, hard to get, but my God, my God, love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I'm not, it's, I'm, the Reyes I'm not a big fan of, it's okay. But the Fundadora, that's, that's a proper Lancero and I love it. Mm-hmm. Non-Cuban, other than my own. Uh, other than my own oh man um oh okay i'll keep it simple tatawahe black kazadori mm. side oh yeah mm. I, didn't, I didn't expect that oh i didn't expect that either yeah that's a full body that that does not smack you in the face with how harsh it is it's elegant it's poised you know what it is to me? It is the it is it is the highlight. It is the uh, the, the Basil Hayden dark rye of cigars. Mm. Exactly what it is. Mm. It's full. It's full. It's lush. It's it's deep, but it's not offensive. That's what it, to me what a full bodied cigar should taste like to me. Mm. Okay. Is, is the Tatawaya Black and that Casadori, which again he's, he made some Vitolas. I really like the Robusto's great. It delivers. It delivers every time. So that would be my favorite go-to. Gotta have. Okay. What? So and and what surprised you? What stick is in 2020? It may it's new to you. It doesn't have to be a newer stick, but new to you, right? In 2020, it jumped out there, and you're like, "Oh, this is special." Uh, Temperance Whiskey Rebellion. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Most of the Temperance stuff's all right. I can dig it, but that Whiskey Rebellion was like, "Oh, wait a minute." That's a pretty good stick. Um, I, like I said, I hate naming brands only because I don't want people to, to think I'm hating or loving a brand too much. Um, no, it's preference. Um, the model that Viaje has, I respect. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a hit or miss situation going on there, but that could be my personal taste. They also make a Candela. I love the model that they have and I, and I, I really do like what they're trying to do and I respect it but it can be really hit or miss but the marketing is on point and they definitely have loyal followers and like I said a lot of respect goes out to them but I do, I do tend to have a hit or miss experience with them Another hard to find boutique brand that's, um, you know, and back to, you know, uh, Arson, because you guys are boutique and you, you've definitely told us, you know, you're, you guys are online. That's how you, that's your distribution. That's it. Uh, We're tiny. And, We're little guys. You know, so I, I, I like the fact that anyone can get their hands on your stuff once they, once they learn about it. Um, and we, we, we definitely interview a lot of brick and mortar owners, tobacconists, uh, and, um, you know, there's always this discussion of, you know, what the online experience uh, platform has done to the brick and mortar, you know? So uh, I know you, you, you said you have been approached by, mm-hmm. by these yeah. lounges and shops. Um, I, 
personally, I like to see you guys move into and start offering things in the brick and mortar shops. Because uh, I, I think we all like to support small business. Even though we're buying online from you is supporting a small business. Yes, it uh, is. Uh, but part of that experience is, uh, you know, you're sitting down in a lounge now, right? Uh, it'd be nice if uh, the arson, if they carried the arson, you know. Um, well, this lounge in particular would be nice because uh, the owner is also the distributor for much of the DMV. I was going to say, she does a lot of wholesale. So yeah, she, she's <laughs> actually good. She's our, look, Sauson's approached me, who owns. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a question of will at this point. Mm-hmm. It's a question of financial feasibility. Right. You know, when you're talking about retail and getting into shops, and I, I support this brick and mortar, I support others, I buy it. Whenever I come in here, I make a purchase. Mm-hmm. And I'm a member, and I pay a fee, and I have a locker. I put money into this place and other places because I, I want them to be here. Right. And I respect the business. That's a separate conversation from am I with my small business at the point where I can get involved in that arena? Mm. Who wouldn't want to be on shelves? Of course we do. But that requires a different level of capitalization mm. and requires a different level of, of team. Mm. You know, the, like, you know, do I want to have reps necessarily? Not really. Mm. That's a hard game to be in. And, the, and, I, and I love the reps. They're all great people, but that's a hard job. And it, they don't, they don't get a lot of love for the hard work that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've all, all met great reps and we've all met bad ones. Um, so that's a whole di- different ball game that I'm not ready for yet. We're not ready for And you have to know what you are in business. You, you can have a goal, but know where you're at so that you can operate and build. Down the road, could we be in shops, especially something with the Mol- like the Molotov? The reception we got on that was so great. We are considering something, but I'm going to have to make a really large order, right? I'm going to have to sit down with Cortez and say, look, we're going to do this blend again and we're going to do, you know, 10,000. Right. Which then requires me to reach out and say, okay, I got to go to, with that many cigars, I've got to have 10 shops. Yeah. I've got to have those relationships. I don't, I don't think our brand is there yet. I think we need to build that. But then again, look at Ezra Zion. They're not in shops. You know, so if anything, for a small business, it's definitely Black-owned because I've got a significant piece of the company, so I can say that. Um, What's available to you as a business person and how can you, what part of the market can you get in? That's what you have to think about first before you think about, well, you know, I got to be next to, you know, LFD and, and, and uh, you know, Avo and everything. I was like, I, I got I to gotta make sure that my business runs well and then I'm creating a great product before you can work. If your goal is to be on a shelf, you've already skipped past so many steps. Especially because the, the online commerce affords you the ability to do things at, at your own scale. That's why people have clothing lines now where everything is drop shipped. They just design it and they don't even do the printing or fulfillment. Mm-hmm. It's allowed them to start a business. And this is the nature of work and commerce going forward as, as companies shrink and jobs become less a number and opportunities for traditional work and income change and people have to go into business for themselves. How does the technology enable you to, to, 
establish yourself, survive, and thrive. We're trying to, to, to do that part first before you start. You know, it's like, I, are we in double A ball? Probably. That's okay. A lot of pro, a lot of, a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame started out triple A, double A, single A. So let's get that right first. And then we'll talk about other things we can do down the road. That's solid. That's a solid model. Solid model. I'm glad you're sharing that with our, with our listeners. That's a, that, that is a, that's, that's a solid model. Listen, for the listeners out there, we'd love you to support arsonfire.com. Yes, we do periodic releases. It is frustrating for people in the age where you want things now. I get it. Um, follow us at, at arson.aficionado on Instagram. Uh, you can also follow me at Araya1906 on Instagram. Those are two great ways to reach me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also join our mailing list at arsonfire.com because uh, we communicate via that way too. And we build up, like I said, a, a group of people who, who really enjoy our smokes. Um, and we are expanding into other Facebook groups now. And like I said, we're doing it piece by piece, little by little. Okay. We're, you're not going to go to Cali and meet 100 people who tried our stuff. It's impossible. We're really regional with a few people that buy around the country. And that's okay. We're okay with that. And, and for our listeners, you, 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 you've given us how to, how to contact you. But so the, the, it's Code Red, I believe. That's the, the, new, the new release. The next one. If, this month, Code Red. If people want, people want to get their hands on it, do, um, if you could give your website full address, if they can get on that, that newsletter, so that mailing R- list. R- R-S-O-N. F-I-R-E, arsonfire.com. That's the number one way. Get on the mailing list. If you don't do anything else, do that. Mm-hmm. And then two, uh, uh, arson.aficionado uh, uh, is our tag on, on Instagram. And we, we're heavy on Instagram. Follow us. And, and we, we will constantly update people about what's going on. Um, in the Facebook groups, uh, if you're in Cigar Chaser or you're in, um, there's so many. Try to think of some of the other groups that we're in. Uh, Cigar Chaser is one we feature in a lot. Cigar Damas we're in a lot. Uh, so some of these Facebook Facebook groups you can catch us. We also have the the Arson Tobacco Facebook page if you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all there. But the best way is to get on Arson Fire dot com and join our mailing list because we'll communicate and let people know what's going on and our website has like blogs on it we have reviews on it all kinds of stuff so it, it, it's it's a mix of content that we have on there all right yeah well, i mean including uh you know, stick to the script podcast link on your webpage. uh that's going on immediately we talk <laughs> Because, like, you know, we're going to have you guys on our webpage. Well, then, well, well uh, look, that's, that's nothing but a thing. Now, I, I'm a Spotify guy, so I have you guys on my Spotify. I love it. Uh, uh, if you want us to share that, if there's another one you want us to share, it will be on there. Well, it's going to be on there. Any, first of all, it's going to be on there anyway, because the, 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 the minute you guys tell me there's an episode ready, what am I going to do? Of course, I'm going to. Put it that's that that would happen immediately, <laughs> especially when you're on it. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, look at me, look at everybody, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you did say arson.aficionado is your IG, yeah, it should be the IG. Okay, um, and yours is Araya 1906, yeah, 
Yeah. IG. So, and either way, follow me and, and I post. It's all mostly cigar related anyway. So, um, that's, 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 but, but that community is, is the cigar community is, is basically where I spend my social media time anyway. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And there's umpteen review sites and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, we've thought about sending it to a few guys to review. We haven't really done that yet. Mm. I didn't think we were quite at that stage. I wanted to, like I said, build a core group of people who really liked our product and start mm. there. And then we'll start to expand in, into these. Because there's, 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 you know, 10 or 11 sites that are really, really good about reviews. And Well, you can always use us. Can I say, we can, we can always, always be one of those. <laughs> we, we've, anytime we've the, you we, feel. We've, we've had the discussion already, though. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Although, although not everybody sent their address to me. I sent mine. Yes, right, you did. You're right. You're right. I, not I, everybody. Right. I will send. I'm I will inbox you mine. It's one thing. It's one thing to say, you know, send some stuff. It's another thing not to give me a way to do it. I will. <laughs> I will inbox you mine immediately. You're right about that. You're right. And I mean, no, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear any complaints. If, if, if April, the only one getting hooked up. That's not my fault. Listen, listen. It's not the only. She gonna get hooked up now. I don't know you about know the rest of y'all. I'm about to send it to you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we we and you're right. Christmas we had this, some people in here. Yeah, we wanted to. Um, and and we, you know, our prep call that we had, um, with you, Araya. We we did talk about. You know, we like to actually smoke the stick while we while we're doing podcasts. We don't we don't review per se. All right, we're not sitting. We're going. We're not going to break down the cinnamon and your and the pepper, black pepper, but. Um, but no you know what? But when we receive those packages, I will be burning one on a future podcast. Well, and, and you That's can look, listen, you guys can, you may love it, you may not. It's all good. Once again, because I know I put the effort in and I actually care about it, you know, it's okay if people like it or don't because it's, it's, you can't make something for everybody. It's impossible. Right. right. Um, but you won't be able to say that it isn't well made. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to say that we slap some shit together and and try to pass it off as a decent cigar. You won't be able to do that. Not optimal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've met some brothers and sisters that are in this business that you know do some different things where maybe they're buying somebody's old stock and mm-hmm. relabeling it. I, and I okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But that, that comes with its own pitfalls. Yes. Because you weren't involved in figuring out what you wanted. Now you're just releasing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, in this want... industry, people talk. Yes, they do. People so talk. I just, I just, I don't knock anybody else's model. That's their model. Good for them. I can't do it. Yes, they do. Well, I guess, well, you know, with our group, we, as we said, we always appreciate those we interview, especially your interview. It was from the marketing standpoint, it was outstanding. You know, it, it gave a great framework as to how you how you were introduced to this company and what you've done in the past as to what you're doing to help elevate not only your brand, but your experience with the brand mm-hmm. to push it to another level and why you want to be and maintain a consistent factor. And you, you're looking to, you want your smokers to appreciate what they're smoking before they have to buy in a lump or in a group because if they do then it's like all right you you're buying 10 to 20 sticks but you've only got the appreciation factor out of two two to five of them 
So then it's then then it becomes it becomes that 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 talk piece as Katan right. just said in this in this industry in this in this lifestyle as I said this is not a hobby it's a lifestyle. It becomes a conversation piece more readily than people think, and you don't want to hear the whispers as you walk in to certain lounges about oh that's him right there. This is the one I was telling you about the other week that I had that burned and cracked and and split down the middle or it. It, it tunneled or this or that, you know, whatever the case was. But we always, we, we always appreciative and thankful to those who take their time out of their day to sit down and, and have these discussions with us because they're listeners who do not know all of what you've just said. Well, and we've had issues too. Like I will tell you, even though this last release for the office had a foot band, I typically stay away from foot bands. Mm. And I and I and I don't want to really do too more too many more releases with foot bands on them. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because when I started smoking, there was an argument about: Do you leave the band on? Do you take it off? Is it bragging? Is it, is it, Who argues? Uh, this, that? Oh, th- this right. was this was this was a thing. Okay, I remember oh. there was a thing. Though. This was we a thing. This, it's paper. no longer it's no longer a thing now because bands have become way more important than they used to be. But mm-hmm. but but are you showing off? Are you this, the truth is, is that glue doesn't really heat up until you start smoking. Until it gets here, yeah. you can rip the cigar by taking that band off too soon. Well, if, yeah. you, have foot, if you have a foot band, eh, and I had a few problems with that. Hmm. So I'm gonna be honest with you. Like we 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 had to look at okay, how are we gonna do this? And also, when you talk about experience and attachment to a brand, I'm not stuck on somebody else's model. I, I I'm releasing the code red. That's coming with a shot glass. Ooh. Ooh. Wait a minute. Okay. Let me right. my address right now. <laughs> the shot glass. <laughs> the shot glass. You turn it and it counts the shots. Yeah, we, we our, our separate company that we have has a patent on that, and 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 that's going to go in its own direction anyway. But but I may package a cigar that comes with a hat every time. I may do instead of having you know somebody at a, a rep at a shop handing out shirts which you can't do anymore right mm-hmm. or or ha- having having uh some sort of separate item on sale although i may do that too the idea of okay well let's package things differently how can we stand out in the market well what if our cigars always come with a hat or what if they always come with a shirt what 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 value remember i have to make a profit so if my tax is high and suddenly if i'm selling you after all my expenses if I'm selling you a five pack for $65 and after all my expenses, I'm making 10 bucks, we got a problem. Right. Right. Because I don't, I'm not a volume business. It's, yeah, if I'm selling a million, that's fine. I've made money. But if I'm, mm-hmm. I'm small, so okay, can I, can I, can I say, okay, well, no, I'm going to sell it to you for 80. But because you paid the 80, I've got a hat that comes with it, or I got something that comes with it, a patch, mm-hmm. something. Am I adding something to it so that A, it's branding for us, and B, you're getting a little bit more for your dollar? Mm-hmm. I have to think about these things as a small business person when I'm trying to engage you guys as consumers. Mm-hmm. What am I giving you? How am I attaching you to us? You have a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if price is your, your you know, your, denominated there i'm in trouble because you can get a lot for less than what i'm selling Mm. so you know do i have to become 
do I have to become a higher priced item and be branded that way? Do I have to say, okay, you know, we had a discussion about Makers earlier. Remember, Makers is not as old of a brand as many of the other right. uh, mm-hmm. uh, bourbon brands are. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not old, young, but it's not old, really. Right. But their original campaign was, you know, it looks expensive because it is. And what they meant, it wasn't really that expensive, but for whiskey at the time when it came out, it was significantly higher priced. Mm-hmm. All right, but they branded themselves that way. You expected to pay more because they positioned their brand that way. Right. Taste is subjective and so is value. Mm-hmm. What, if I'm, if I'm telling you this is worth something, if I tell you that a dollar is worth this much euro, well, that changes, why? Because it's a confidence-based system. What, you know, what is the strength of this currency versus another currency? That is based on basically opinion mm-hmm. and market forces. So I have to sit there and go, how can I position my product? So, hey, I'm not ripping you off, but also that you attach real value to it when you have it. Mm-hmm. These are things I have to consider and balance when we're producing a product. It's also consumer appreciation. It is. It's consumer appreciation. And, and once again, you have to build that relationship. When people message me, I try to get back to them as fast as possible, answer all their questions as best I can, um, and let them know that I thank them for even taking time out to, to show some interest in us. Mm-hmm. But all that value and, and personal capital has to translate into, okay, if I bring this product out, can I get a return on it? Still, we still have to operate. And so all that is in consideration when we release a, a product. This is why it's limited. This is why we do batches at a time. This is, you know, you know, if I had $20 million to lose, then we would be an entirely different company doing it because we, we have different things to play with. So it's also guided not just by our principles, but also by our, our, our constraints or advantages, depending on how you look at it. That is definitely true. That's definitely true. I mean, uh, and there were there there are a slew of questions we want to ask, and that's going to be on part two. That's going to be on part two. <laughs> part two. When yeah. we actually sit down. Be so and tired of me. And we, uh, great, we gonna you gonna go visit the king of the leaf over there. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, know, I know which chair I'm sitting in. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Where, I don't know where y'all sitting. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> I can sit wherever y'all want to. I know I where have, I'm sitting. I have, I have the le- the leather. You already call shotgun, le- right? Leather on that for you. So I'm, I'm just I'm just telling you right now. I know exactly where I'm sitting. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like how I can fit another one in here. I might get rid of the couch and just do uh, irons all the way around. You know. Right, oh man! Ooh, you fancy! Yeah, I'm telling you right now. I quit. Thinking about <laughs> that's why he's the king of the leaf. Mm. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. You go ahead, go ahead, man. I'm I'm excited. I'd I'd love to do, it. especially like I said when the COVID crap is passed. Right. I'm I'm excited because I would I'd love to do that. Well, we definitely want to have you back on for part two, and we definitely want to. We, we again, we thank you well, for the time. I, for I appreciate in. it. I appreciate it. Next that's time, it. next time, let's plan it. And I, what I'll do is is you know, and Amira who connected us, uh, was a very close friend of mine. Um, you know, if I had had a few more weeks, we would, this would be done a little bit differently because I would have already sent all the stuff out 
I could have. So next time we'll plan it out, and that way I can go. Okay, here's what's upcoming yes, before sir. you'll get it before it comes out, and we can do it the right way, you know. Uh, and then y'all can talk about me like a dog if you don't like it. We we are going to have studio audiences in the future, in the near future, right? So that's, that's, um, on the other side point. of this wall is a nice, is we and we filmed from this location. So if uh, people have been to our website, they've seen us filming in it. But on the other side of this wall is uh, is a nice deck location, and then in front of that, there's there's we we have space for for a small audience. So we we um so I, we, oh, I can bring you an audience. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh, I can tell you what organization they're going to be from, but I can bring okay. you an audience. <laughs> yeah, man, Let my, me my, guess. My, <laughs> I wonder. Kentucky, my Kentucky bluegrass that I've laid down out here is sensitive, all right? So, you know what I'm saying? going to be well, no hopping, hopping around and something. A lot of us are older. We, 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 we got the hip. We lost the hot. We're a little bit old. We can't. I'll just be. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, stro- the stroll is more of a drag. Yeah, that, 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 drag, that, drag, that, drag, drag. 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 Get it in. My knees ain't what they used to be. You know, I tend to find a place to sit down. Let the young cats handle that. Absolutely. But but uh, but no, I'd love I'd love to come back, and I I've really enjoyed this, and and I appreciate you guys taking time to, to speak with me and featuring us. Um, I know Frank and Todd are gonna lose their minds whenever they hear this; hmm. they're gonna go crazy. So uh, it's a blessing Good. and honor, and I really appreciate it. Good. Well, you know, maybe next time we can have all three of you guys. You know, who who knows? I mean, that would be that would be a great gesture. Like, yeah, that, 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 oh, that's interesting. That, that, that's a that's a there's a reason why I'm out front. There, 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 there's some wild cards. They are wild oh, we, we cards. Love it. We love, we love wild cards. We welcome it. it I, am, I, I stick out from that, that group because they, they, are, they are on fire, them two. Oh. 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 We, welcome, we welcome it all. That's we a different show. All. Again. I, I say all the time, we are not your average podcast of cigar smokers. You know, we we talk about it and we discuss it, but we also have fun with it as well. It, it, you know, it's good. not a dry you, conversation. If you bring Todd on here, it's, it, it, me and Todd, that's like, if you've ever seen the movie, you know, Trading Places, that is, <laughs> that's exactly what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling good, Billy Ray. Like, yeah, <laughs> that is... Yeah. You're not ready for Todd. I can tell you that right now. He, he can talk about the final points of pork belly. Oh, we oh, date ourselves, oh, you know. You talking oh, about tricks. Yeah, right. Well, that's okay. that's, look, I'm 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 42. I'll tell you right now. This is that's that's where I'm at. So I I, I come from an era where I still had to use the, that black rotary where you, if you mess up, you yeah, to start so, all over again. You know, that's you know I had to, I had a kid. I was a kid. I had the kangaroos where you put the quarter in. You can't get the quarterback out. Mm-hmm. What was that pocket for anyway? But anyway, I, I don't know. I just said it put, the, put the quarter in. You're not getting that out. No, it's not coming out. No, so, it was just stuck know, in I, there I, during the winter. I grew up. I grew up with all the best stuff. So you know, I, Ex- I lived, exactly. I live. I exactly. lived. I lived through. I lived through. You know, uh, vanilla ice and red hand pen. I, I lived through it all. I li- these, these kids don't know what a push pop <laughs> is. A, a, a VCR. 
you know, I had I had I had the overall where you snap one and the other one hang down. It was damaged. Yeah, guest jumper. Oh no no, well you know the round that came from either chess king or merry go round or merry go round. I had you know I had the Kwame. I had the oh don't don't. And you did slope. You ain't did the slope. Oh my dad, when I came home with the cross, I had it from Gumby. With the line, and my dad went nuts. Trust me, I had I oh don't. The the part the rock him part you got the rock him part don't don't do don't do that oh it was it was oh 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 I mean so when you come out I'm I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull some cardboard out we're gonna spread the cardboard out man get (laughs) over wait what's really sad is he's saying he's got the Alfonso Rivera like training kit for breaking that came out. With the like, jacket Turbo, to go. Turbo and Ozone were those are I looked up the Tobo 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 and Ozone. I knew they were Oh see, oh yeah. Well I I was more I was way more, you know, force. I was MDs. B Street. You said force MDs. Uh oh. More, more B Street over here. Beat Street, I <laughs> yeah, no, so I I grew up that was you know. Ooh, you taking me back, y'all. This is that's a whole other podcast right there. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that that is that's a hold of, but thank you guys. I really appreciate it. I really, really well, do. Well, we have a saying on here, and and you've given us quite a in depth look on a lot of marketing from this standpoint. And we have a saying on here: if if you're going to burn it, learn it. And this is what we've talked about today. You know, we've talked about of learning it, and and you're as you're burning it. And and a lot of people don't know that it's it's a whole bunch of it's a wealth of knowledge that comes with with this leap. And we also say, you know, when we say that, you know, there's two things we're going to do. We always, we raise the cigars and we say we do this one thing. We always stick to the script. Literally, I timed this. I think the cigars were ending, so now I have, I have to relight to do it again, but I can't relight because someone has to go home. Right. <laughs> That's understandable. Not, not, not get murdered. So. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm on my way to buy flowers as it, as it is. So <laughs> <laughs> don't forget the milk. Don't forget the milk.